3: For a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills, he's got two things in his hand: pipe wrench and channel lock pliers. And they weren't new; they yeah. had been they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. Wasn't so, the first deal they build, up bet. No, <laughs> no. You know, you, I think they were. They had the the pliers had been red before, but paint had yeah. worn off. cars and there were really no match but he thought he was doing pretty good and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappear but then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh and comes back towards him and it, it, as he said it was a game of chicken and i was the chicken and so he ran <laughs> off the boat and actually he was the guy who who caught junior johnson at his daddy's still when junior got tangled up in a in a barbed bar wire fence <laughs> So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Bought Podcast.
1: Holy moly! Great job, yeah. This guy. Thank you. Hell yeah. Woo-hoo. Great job, man. And we got to crash. Cars spinning left and right. Buddy, let her rip. Rain like hell, baby. Come on. Oh my God, guys! Yes, yes. Unbelievable. You guys are the best. Yes,
4: yes, yes, yes. Oh, what a year. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the NASCAR Weekly Podcast here this week on my channel. I uh, hope you guys are having a good one. Joined alongside my usual co-hosts here, The Iceberg, Darren Gilliam, and Eric Eastep. A uh, lot to discuss after that one. A very eventful w- weekend in all of motorsports. Formula One, IndyCar, and then three NASCAR races. Where do we even begin with this one? I guess we just got to start off with, I guess that... Um, that crazy, crazy Sunday night Coke 600. Denny Hamlin goes on to get win number two of the season. And uh, he won it from the pole. Didn't really feel like it, though, because he was kind of not really to be seen until all the craziness happened in the final lap. So, I don't know. Who, who wants to get a start here? Maybe Darian, you want to get a start on this one? Mm-hmm. Well,
0: first off. I can see you this week oh yeah yeah that's right that's another big thing yeah we finally got the camera working but well first off you know it was a spectacular day racing in general you know you had monaco indy 500 and the coke 600 first off as far as the uh, monaco race uh ferrari is a poverty team they can't seem to get anything right as far as strategy calls and they just like throw away um they throw away wins all the damn time so i don't know how schumacher was able to pull out five consecutive F1 championships with that team because they always mess up. But, anyways, Indy 500 was great. Marcus Erickson wins. He's a former F1 driver. Now he's known in the history books and IndyCar history forever now. Um, but the Coke 600, I had said, well, I had tweeted before the race, I was like, you know, with this Gen 7 being so good on the intermediates this year, wouldn't it be fantastic to get a 2005 type Coke 600? And boom, what we got was like in some ways better. I mean, like just the racing was spectacular um, throughout the night. And, you know, like the, the problem with long races like this is that, you know, like there's like um, what I call um, a bit of a uh, um, a dead period in terms of like action on the track because they're just trying to make it to the end, right? So uh, they're not gonna push the issue every, um, you know, like a whole lot. But it seemed to me like I saw a bunch of drivers pushing the issue like it, you know, every now and then, especially, Especially um, you know, Chase Briscoe as well, towards the end there. Um, and then, you know, you had the flip later on in the race, man. And that was that was nuts. That, um, I think what happened. Oh, go ahead.
4: I was just going to say that that flip come at a period where I was starting to get a little tired. That definitely woke me up. I, was, well, I, yeah. I got I to say that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it happened so late, too. You're just like, oh, he's just spinning. And then he hit, I think he hit a, what was it, a drainage ditch? And then it just. No, he, he
4: didn't hit a ditch at all. He just, all right. his tire caved in and it just propelled him up.
0: Okay, so it just caved into the turf, so it didn't like hit it. Pole vaulted him.
4: Yeah, yeah it, Danny, it
1: did. Danny, you you, you were saying how uh, you know that woke you up. My, the the people who weren't uh, uh who weren't needing to be woken up were my downstairs neighbors because pretty much for the last half of that race, I was screaming the whole time. It was <laughs> it was nuts. Um, I mean, the thing that I liked about this race is. It straight up had good racing the whole time it wasn't just i don't I didn't say i liked it because it was a wreck fest i didn't like it because there was you know a close finish at the end or a green white checker i liked it because it was actually really it just had everything right yeah it had everything you could ask for from one of these races and, and even though it was literally the longest race uh lengthwise in nascar history mm-hmm. it didn't feel like it
2: 619 well 619 and a half miles yeah. yeah. And, and like y'all were saying, falling asleep. You're like, I, I wasn't tired because it was, you know, you know, a slow race. I was tired because I had been like Jared practically screaming at my TV for <laughs> five hours and 16 minutes. So that's why <laughs> I was burned out. And the Chris Busher flip was just just added to it.
0: But, not, not to mention
4: um, all the other racing we were watching all day. So. It was
0: spectacular racing. Like forget all the wrecks and stuff aside, like all the other drama stuff, like just the pure racing, too. Like that was one of the best Coke 600s I've seen in wow jared what'd you say
1: like what 2005 2007 something like uh that. I, it was my personal favorite since 07 uh i mean i liked 2011 until the end <laughs> but but if i if i have to go strictly off of like racing in a, a race that had everything i would say it's probably the best since '07. Mm-hmm. so that's 15 years God, this
4: yeah. it, feel, it feels like ago. yesterday
1: it feels like yesterday <laughs> to me too yeah.
4: i feel like I'm, i need to go back and rewatch like the 17 Coke 600 when Austin Dillon won on fuel strategy. Cause I can't remember much more other than Austin Dillon winning. I need to go back and rewatch that one.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Just that, see, so a lot of these Coke Six Hundreds, I feel like, yeah, like obviously it's a, a race we're obviously going to keep on the uh, on the Cup Series schedule forever. It's a, you know one of our marquee uh, traditional races. Um, but like for the most part, especially in recent years, it's just like yeah, you know the Coke Six Hundred. You know it's great to watch and stuff. You know every now and then, but like. You have a few of those races where it's like, yeah, I don't really remember what happened. But the 2022 edition of the Coke 600, definitely one we're going to remember for a long time.
4: We had, I think, a total. There was literally, there was three big wrecks. So there was one that happened in the turn, obviously the flip of Busher, and then that big wreck on the when the last restarts too. So it, yeah. like, like it or not, NASCAR, some NASCAR fans are attracted to crashes. So that one was all over for them.
2: The thing I liked about this race is, you know, the crashes were due to the cars being hard to drive sometimes it border bordered on unpredictable, but most of the time it was predictable. Like no disrespect to chase Briscoe, but him spinning out there entirely predictable,
0: entirely, <laughs> entirely on him. Bristol
4: so, all yeah. over again, right there. Hey, look,
0: he's going for it, man. He's already locked in. So go for well. it without wrecking yourself. That's the next step. <laughs> but, uh, but
2: like going back to the testing earlier uh, in the season, I think even during the off season, they couldn't go more than 20 laps without spinning out. And that's exactly what we saw Sunday night. I mean, yep. I think second half of the race, they maybe had a 30 or 40 lap run at some point. And I was like, wow, the, I guess all the amateurs wrecked out already. I don't know. It was, it was predictable in that sense. And, and that's what you want to see. You don't necessarily want to see, you know, 35 cars get tore up or whatever the number was. I think Ty Dillon was the only guy. Ty Dillon, he was the only one. He was yeah. the only you don't one. want to see that every week, but if you're going to see it, you want it to be because the cars were hard to drive and the drivers who spun out and got caught up in crashes for the most part were caught up in crashes because they made mistakes because they overstepped that fine, fine line that we're used to seeing NASCAR drivers walk. So uh, that alone, you know, I thought made it really exciting. I think the crashes, you, know, you don't want to see anyone get hurt. Thankfully, Chris Buescher was okay. Thankfully, Logano took a big hit and seemed okay. Dylan took a big hit, seemed okay. Um, but at least if they're going to crash, crash because it's, it's challenging, because it, make it look like the professionals are having to work
4: really hard. And this is something that we don't even have wrote on our notes here, but I think it's just refreshing from this. A 600-mile race, and we really didn't have too many tire issues like we've been having in the last few weeks, I noticed.
0: Yeah, we had a few. I mean, I mean, there's a few, but compared to some of the other races this year, yeah, it was definitely not as much.
4: We did have one one tire get stuck, but not quite on the level of what happened to Eric Jones. Uh mm-hmm.
2: Was it Bowman? They had an issue with it.
4: Yes, he he didn't go a lap down though. They did get it back kind of fast, but that did happen. I mean, Busher's got stuck in the grass,
1: <laughs>
4: and it somehow it's like, it somehow held on by a string. That thing, I don't know yeah. what held that thing on.
1: That that's like the car version of a torn ACL, where it's just dangling there at that point. <laughs> it basically, I, is and then and then when oh, like and then
0: when like. When they're trying to, like, flip the car back on its own, um when they're uh, trying to flip it back over and stuff, the tire just keeps dangling and stuff. I'm like, guys, don't get hit by the tire.
1: No, I I will say, you know, and, and you pretty much know when it's a flip and all the energy is going all different directions, the driver's fine. But I have to admit, and yes, this is the first time a next gen has flipped uh, those that we know of.
4: Um, Daytona.
1: Well, I mean, like flipped and been stuck on its wheel. Okay, at the okay. End, I should yeah. say, um, I I would say that, you know, they're they probably still rusty on how to to flip the car back over with the new car, especially with how they have to attach different things to to you know with the tow trucks and everything. But I have to admit, as someone watching, it was really kind of unsettling how long it took. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I will I want to applaud Fox for something, uh, because I've ripped on Fox for doing the complete opposite they didn't immediately show all the replays until Busher got out of the car. Yes. Yeah. That was a huge change of Lesson learned. Lesson
0: learned this time.
4: Because, well, we, I was at the 2020 Daytona Funders. I don't really remember. Did they, did they show a bunch of replays of Neiman before we knew
2: i, I oh. well obviously we didn't know until the next day so they did show yeah, some replays, okay, yeah but they w- they did wait if i remember they waited at least a few minutes but yeah, there was no just just
0: don't use bush's flipping like every single thought from yeah, yeah we have to, to ask yeah. yeah
2: yeah don't don't give him too much credit I, I i thought as far as the response time i don't know i'm not a driver i'm not a safety guy so i can't speak to it i saw brad Keslowski was tweeting that you know that it was taking too long that's also his car that they're dealing with so maybe he had a sense of urgency there i don't know but um in defense of them it took him about five minutes i remember being at the race at daytona in 2014 when kyle bush had kind of a lazy flip and they had to flip his car right side up i don't remember how long it took but it felt like it took at least a couple of minutes and Mm -hmm. in the case of ryan newman at daytona granted that car was eviscerated i don't even know how you'd hook that thing up to the record but i don't remember them flipping that car over for Oh, and maybe until Fox went off the air. Like, I don't remember when they finally flipped that car. But it felt like it was a good five, 10 minutes until they finally got that thing flipped. So yeah, it's the new car. It takes time maybe to learn exactly how to flip this thing. I, I I would give the crews the benefit of the doubt. They immediately were in Chris Buescher's window. He had the window net down. They were probably communicating with him. As soon as they knew he was okay, there was nothing, no imminent reason to extract him from the car. They probably wanted to just go about flipping it as safely and, uh you know, precisely as possible to not damage it any further i don't know That that's just my theory but I, I understand the initial concerns from industry people saying it took too long to get them out i i don't know what the standard is there because i feel like i've seen them take a long time to get people out before
1: yeah i just it was something that was different from recent years you know for for some flips i would say um but I mean, you knew that he would be all right, so it wasn't like terribly urgent by any means. But it just—it was so odd to see a flip like that at Charlotte. Yeah, uh, yeah, especially yeah.
4: Charlotte. But we—we we knew going into season there would be, there would be someone to test it early on, and well, now it's been tested.
0: Yeah. Now, now we know. Yeah.
4: But uh, speaking of testing, I guess we can we can move on to. Uh, Talk a little bit more about Denny Hamlin. He has moved up to, to now 48 career wins, and he is tied with Her, Herb Thomas for 16th all-time. Could Denny Hamlin hit 50 wins by the end of this year? I
0: mean, the way it's going, I mean, like, yeah, I, I think so. You know, I mean, like, he had a terrible start to the season, and and it, it seems like for the most part he hasn't improved, like, Too much, but I mean he has two wins though. I mean like so so that means him and Ross Chastain are the only ones with multiple wins this year. His oh Byron too.
4: His two wins though this year have been almost like how Bowman was last year. They come just like with a a last minute shenanigan that got him in that position. So we haven't seen him looking dominant like he's clearly going to win a race yet.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know he hasn't dominated, but at least he's finishing races now. He's gotten a few more top fives or at least one or two more top fives yeah. since we were joking for the longest time that he had mm-hmm. no top fives or his only top five <laughs> was that win. He's he's finally finishing some of those races, so that's a good sign. So I'll I don't I, I'll say he weighs at 48. I think yeah. he wins two more races this year. I think they have the speed. So I'll say, yeah, He has, I
1: think he gets two more this year. I think he stops at 50 this year. See I- – I don't know if he's con- he's consistently fast enough to. I know that, yes, he has gotten in this position. I know Danny had the comparison of Bowman, who had four wins last year. But It just, it, it, there's something just that feels, even when they're running well, they, it feels off about the 11 team this year. And, and this is compared to the rest of the JGR team as well. I, I don't know what it is. You know, I can't point a finger directly at it, but it, it definitely, to me, seems like, you know, Two more wins, I think, is pushing it. Um, I would say two is probably the max. Uh, so I'd say he could, but I'm going to lean with no. I think he can get one more he, win this year. I don't think two.
4: He has had some years where there was a dry spell, because I think, what, 2017 did he go winless that year? It was, uh, it, it was, either, sef- it was either 17 18. or 18 he went it winless was, one of those years. It was, it was 2018. So, I mean, Grant, he's not going to go winless this year, obviously. But, I mean, this could still be an off year for hamlin standards
0: yeah, yeah it, it's just it's just crazy to how the system is i mean like it's considered an off year for him but he's technically tied for the points lead you know if the playoffs were to start
4: tonight. yeah that's true
0: so, yeah so it's, it's kind of weird i mean like what's his average finish though i'm, I'm really curious to see what his average finish is uh, 19.5 <laughs>
4: good Hates lord for
0: a, for a championship for a supposed
2: championship
4: uh, okay, uh, uh, oh. okay hey i'm just curious how does he compare to say bubba he uh, one of his drivers uh i know he's ahead of him in points mm-hmm. that's all i know i, I, I mean I, hamlin
2: I, for all the all the you know crapping on hamlin he is up to 17 well,
4: points he was like
0: 30th a couple weeks a few yeah. weeks ago i just so, realized this too jared where is he um compared to bubba in your winston cup points we were talking about that this morning um again it, that
1: only just reflects on
0: finishes uh, yeah but I still I still find it interesting though because at least like
1: it just it counts only finishes and stuff so so get he, a gauge if we were to go off of that he'd be 18th versus Bubba's 24th
4: okay, okay. so again he's not doing like too, okay too well, so so right now Denny's average finishes 19 something mm-hmm. uh Bubba's average finishes 20.5 so really he's right around run run the same as bubba so far this season right but but if i look at
2: hamlin if i look at his last four points races and grant i have the liberty of having his stats pulled up right here in front of me uh he finished 21st at both dover and darlington but he led at least 40 laps in both races and then kansas he finished fourth led 36 or led didn't lead any laps finished fourth and then yesterday um or i'm sorry charlotte finished first so you know, he's got back-to-back top fives, and he led laps in the two races he didn't finish in the top five. So I just think now that they're starting to finish those races, those laps led are going to turn to top fives, and a few of those will back into wins, you know, like yeah. to so. yeah, if he kind of did at. Charlotte. Yeah,
0: if he's starting to get that consistent, yeah, that's definitely um, – yeah, definitely uh, at least a win or two. It's definitely in
1: the works probably. Now, you know, I made – I double-checked in here, but he also has that penalty from Dover still on him. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, he doesn't
2: have – he didn't have Gabe Hart this weekend.
1: That's mm-hmm. what I'm wondering. It, you know, obviously they've been turning the right direction, but it's like you get a win without your crew chief. Yeah, you have, to, like, you have to wonder what the problem was there. Mm-hmm. Right,
4: Just,
2: right. So, do they experiment? Like, uh, well, his
4: it, other his
2: other win came on a strategy play that I think gave hard okay. credit okay. for. Him. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. but strat. I'm talking fair. strategy over speed. Sure. Like, yeah. yeah, no, there's a trade. Yeah, exactly. You get a point. It, it it's interesting to look at, and I believe this goes this goes through Nashville. So it's going to be really interesting to see um, just how different the performance is before, during, and after that suspension.
0: Oh, really quick, let me ask you all this really quick cool question: uh, um, out of these two drivers, who has had the biggest in season turnaround so far? Denny Hamlin or Christopher Bell?
4: Chris, Christopher Bell.
0: Bell. Yeah, I was going to say Bell. I'd still A, like. I know A, Hamlin's
4: doing great. Even Bell even with way lower, Hamlin. No offense, has lucked into two wins. Christopher Bell, I'm consistently seeing him there now.
2: Uh, 10, I, I, I don't concern. know. I, the two wins has to put Hamlin above bell for me. in well, that case. Well, Bell's, Bell's yeah. running more consistent, but Hamlin, when he's on, he's winning. Bell's but again, hasn't I, sniffed I, the win you, yet you
0: still year. have to give bell props. No, give bell props. Though, I, I, now I, just, he, I pointed his way inside the playoffs
2: now, but Hamlin's one position away from yeah, yeah. his way. In right. So I, I think, I think it's close, but, but I'm impressed by bell because he's younger and he hasn't won a bunch of races in the past. like Hamlin, but Hamlin so far as I, I think in general, Joe Gibbs racing looks good because Kyle Busch, if Hamlin if Hamlin doesn't win this weekend, Kyle Busch wins. So Joe Gibbs Racing, while maybe not dominant every week, and I didn't think they were dominant at all at Charlotte. I think H- Hendrick Chevys were, once again, probably the best cars. Trackhouse with Chastain and Suarez were probably the best cars. <laughs> but they were there at the end, and they were still close. They qualified um, well, and they were close. If we're so gonna, I think Joe Gibbs Racing, in general, is on the right track.
0: If we're going to talk about any other teams, man, let's talk about Trackhouse really quick. Suarez just – <laughs> he can't catch a break, man. He's he's running up well, front every now well, and
4: then. Well you
1: tweet about him, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is it.
4: Him and Reddick both, just when it looks like they're having a great day, something happens to him. And and, 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 him. and, and it's called uh Darien tweets about him.
1: <laughs> but in all seriousness though, it, it's they're in that same boat that kinda of Denny Hamlin was in that no matter if it's their causing, you know, their problems or not, they cannot close races out. Like they can run great, but they can never run great when it actually matters, and and that's their biggest problem this year, especially Suarez. I mean, I think if, if half the things that happen to Suarez don't happen, he's pointing his way right now into the playoffs around where probably Harvick is.
2: Yeah, I I think the problem with both Suarez and Reddick is they're just a little over aggressive. I think they're mm. they're young, relatively speaking. Suarez Suarez is like old suarez like 28 but he feels like a young 28 even though he's been around a while he's been with a bunch of teams but we we knew he wasn't really ready when he got into the cup series when he did so he's always been kind of playing catch up uh but in both cases that they're just over aggressive and i think in the case of suarez ran a great race a pretty much a clean race all night long well He roughed up Kyle Busch a little bit, didn't make contact with Kyle Busch, but he slid up and kind of, that was, you know, an ugly pass, but a a pass nonetheless, you know, and he just cleared himself off Briscoe late in the race, just made a mistake. That's the kind of thing that veteran drivers are, I think, just avoid making those mistakes um, even, even late in the race, even after they've run for 370 perfect miles, you know, or laps. That's where I think it just ultimately comes down to is they're, they're both talented and extremely impressive in spurts, but NASCAR races are marathons and it's just hard to, consistently be there at the end the difference between reddick and suarez is that reddick has been there at the end a couple of times this year and either had taken from him or maybe he's made a mistake suarez is yet to get to the end just yet like he's like you know he's the only first auto laps. club only he sweeps auto the state well, and then he yeah that's true he choked yeah. a lot last year <laughs> but you know like he dominates the first stage of coda and either between him mechanical failure strategy play whatever race fell apart from there like that's that's kind of where suarez is at
1: well, I, I do want to give one shout out to Redick, and Sloppy brought this up in the chat, and I, I wanted to talk about it really quick. He had a, we can't we can't call it a pass in the grass, but he had like he had a, good a, pass. a surf in yeah. the <laughs> turf at the <laughs> end of the race. And, and that and like i love that energy over the radio that he had
4: like I don't know if you heard the radio he just
1: screams, yeah. fast on the grass yeah! i mean
4: that, 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 that that's 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 legal why not be excited about that so. that's cool it was, it was cool, awesome man. it was badass like that's i awesome. i
1: wish that would have been shown on the broadcast and i get why they didn't there was a good fight for the win. um but at this but when i saw that on Twitter the other day i'm like holy crap this is awesome mm-hmm. and yeah it, it, if if they make that surf in the turf like let's make it that let's do that one
2: suarez is 30 wow he is a young 30 i thought he was like 28 still Jeez. But, but,
0: uh, but really quick to speak on reddick and suarez really quick one of my points is um i mean the reason they're over aggressive especially now i mean the clock's ticking like i mean yeah. no, suarez I suarez has been in the cup series for what six and a half years now mm-hmm. six this years is, this is year six yeah, yeah and he still has yet to score a victory he's been with how many major teams and then tyler reddick like I mean tyler reddick he's he, he should have like two or three wins this year in my opinion like it, he is he has shown up to uh to certain tracks with speed it just I think he, he can't the close issue, the deal
1: the issue is is that he has to he has to get every little bit out of that car yeah to keep up with anybody that's competitive. so it's the whatsoever. same i think it's the
0: same it's a similar situation that we saw with larson when he drove for mm-hmm. chip ganassi race just he has to carry
2: that team you know i think that's uh, fair this is, we, uh, see, we, we see Larson, he made aggressive mistakes back in his Ganassi era, and he still makes aggressive mistakes with Hendrick now, but he has the speed to overcome it, which we can talk about in a moment. That's basically all he did all night long on
4: Sunday. <laughs> you know, it, it can really be argued. You know, part of the problem for Suarez in this case is that he's literally racing in one of the most competitive times in all of NASCAR right now because literally there's so many guys that You could say could go out on any given sunday and and get a win that we couldn't used to be able to say that
1: and and i think it's because they're in that transition period you saw this like moving from the 90s into the early 2000s or so there's just a transition where that new guard and the old guard they just meet right in the middle and it it makes this hyper competitive racing um so i i think that that's a big reason why it's good it'll be sort of, you know, quote unquote easier for some of these guys that don't win very often to get up there and, and take some wins away. But at the same time, there's so many of them in the way that all the, all of, you know, the the car, the way the teams and silly season is mixed. It's like, it's a perfect storm of, of uh, competitiveness throughout the field. Mm-hmm.
4: But one thing that remains the same is Hendrick Motorsports finding a way to still be probably the best team in the league. And I was actually looking through uh, the four drivers for their uh, stats this year. And uh, do you guys have any guess on, of those four, who has the best average finish this season?
1: Alex Bowman. Yes. Alex Bowman.
4: Yes. Surprising. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, Yes, compared to last season, uh, Darian he, and I were
1: talking about this, yeah. this
4: morning in the run. I'm
2: over here like there's only one reason Danny would bring it up. <laughs> <laughs>
4: his, his average finish is 11.7. Chase Elliott, him, him and Chase have pretty much the same stats: one win, three top fives, nine top tens for both of them. But and, and, but uh, Chase the, is
0: 12.4. That was the knock on Bowman entering um, into the 2022 season. Oh, he's just not consistent enough. Oh, he only backs in the well. As well, this year, well, I well, yeah, I mean, this year, I mean. He's showing off his uh, his uh, consistency, that's for sure. No, oh, he's flipped the script. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's commendable. Yep.
4: But it's good to see uh, everyone doing well, so. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's a super team, basically.
4: Moving on out of that, let's talk about another big four team, Stuart Haas Racing, Chase Briscoe. That move in the last couple of laps Fair or foul, I will start off and say fair. I I think the entire way him and Larson ran that completely fine. And he was still running Larson fine. He just lost it on himself.
0: Mm -hmm. Look, I said it earlier. He's already locked in. So it's like, look, at this point, you might as well just like go for it and stuff. But yeah, to Eric's earlier point, though, eventually you have to find a way to go for it without, you know, sacrificing a top five finish a red right finish. he He
1: didn't take the other car out this time yeah 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 improvement so he technically did improve
0: there you go there you go i I think
1: for that reason alone you can say that it's completely fair if he had taken Mm -hmm. larson out it'd be like okay that that's that's kind of sus like before but i i would say fair you're going for the win you didn't take someone else out you saved your car for the next restart i believe he finished fourth so yeah he still got a top five I, you know, I, I'm just, I'm with you, Eric, though. I, I want him to finish it out because it's like, he's showing there's like flashes of what he can be. He just can't harness it in yet. Yeah. I, I, the fair fight.
2: I don't really understand the, question like it's fair for him to be aggressive in that instance especially since he didn't take out larson but the move itself was foul it just never worked it was just it was bad bad driving in that moment it's so kind of the same as bristol dirt bristol dirt he committed to i'm overdriving this corner who knows what the hell is going to happen i'm just committing to it that's not exactly what happened here he committed to again driving in hard but i think he thought it was going to stick he knew it wasn't mm-hmm. going to stick at bristol and he just sent it in there anyways that's why i thought that was careless in this case i think he thought it would stick and it just didn't still just drove a little too far over his skis. But again, he didn't take Larson Mm -hmm. out. So that part is fair. Going for it is totally fair. But what impressed me about Briscoe is that Larson had a pretty big lead. Larson, I think they did a good job mentioning this on the broadcast was getting loose. So he could only really run the wall and you know, the wall was fast, especially on old tires, but Briscoe mm-hmm. was good enough. He could run a half lane lower, get that clean air and still eat into Larson's lead. And he got side by side with Larson a mm-hmm. few laps earlier. And it mm-hmm. looked like he maybe had the, 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 pass made for a second, had to fall back in line, but reeled him in anyways. So I know he only had a lap and a half to go and it was going to be really hard to get alongside Larson and, and complete that pass, but the movie he made just felt too desperate. It's like, you know, I've been so close. I've been kind of smacking singles, singles, and, you know, I'm getting a lot of runs with these singles, but I want to hit that home run because home runs are cool. Mm-hmm. And so he went for the home run when really he probably could have used another single
1: and would have still had a shot at racing
2: Larson well, last lap.
1: And that that's my only gripe with what he did is that like, and, and, you know, we IDK was over here watching the race with me and, uh, and rest. And the thing both of us were asking, we like, dude, why would you do that when you have a lap and a half left? You still mm-hmm. have exactly. three and four where he was making tons of ground up and then another shot in one and two where he was, where he was getting uh, the most out of it even compared to the rest of, of, of the track. Um, so that's, that's where I think it's just a young driver that's inexperienced in cup. But I, I want to I wanna say this because I, I had made a video last year talking about how I thought the Coke 600 has, was completely dull. How, like, it didn't feel special anymore. It was just another race. It was just longer. Like, between that, between how hard everyone was actually racing and pushing it to the edge, and Denny Hamlin after the race, his reaction to winning that race, this felt, for the first time in a long time, it felt like a crown jewel. It felt like the Southern 500. It felt like being after the Daytona 500, where it's like you see a driver who realizes that, that he won something special and you see drivers go out and, and maybe that was part of it with Briscoe was he pushed it to the edge because this race was so much more special for, for him and for other drivers. And I love that because this has been one of my least favorite races, probably since the end of the COT era. To be completely it, honest, through the Gen 6 era, this has been one of my least favorite races, and and in my opinion, this is the race of the year so far.
4: It really did feel like there was as much prestige on this one as there was in an Indy 500 a few hours before it. Um, yeah. Like, and, and
1: that's not normal to feel like both of those races were special on the same day. Exactly. So like that, that, that's why I love all three races, because you know, I, I got up early for Monaco. I watched Indy 500 with Darian. We watched the 600. All three races for the first time that I can ever remember, I was watching. I'm like, wow, this like, I care about every single one of these. Every single one of these holds that prestige that the marketing says it should. (laughs)
0: See, so really quick, let me ask you guys. So like, the good news is, hey, Coke 600 seems to be on the rise again. But the bad news is, we don't get to run the Charlotte Oval until next year. So let me ask you guys. I mean, I saw some people tweeting about this. Uh, Do we need the Roval anymore?
4: I, I got, got numbers I, for you. A, a, yeah. a, a, hey I'm I'm just telling you, I, I got some flack because I put out a video like that yesterday i saw that. I, saw I, that. I got some flack for it some people saw what I was saying I'm saying maybe we can do regular Charlotte and Texas removal I don't know
2: yeah I, I just look at i I just I don't like this whole overreact to one good race. Like it was one good race. special. If we just have one great 600 a year, it is what it is. I think we can now revisit going back to Charlotte for the all-star race in the near future. That should be on the table. But I I think the Roval, the Roval has proven to be a great show.
4: I wouldn't change that. I was looking at it as a chance to save Texas that's all I was saying
1: <laughs> the, the only the only thing that I would say would would leave the roval up for question and and this is the same thing with with pretty much any track is like the Roval since that first year I believe the TV audience has like went down by a third since then, which is more I, I, than I, any I, other chase I, race or playoff I, race.
4: I mean, it's had good moments. And granted, I'll, I enjoyed it. It was the, a great moment. I I, I, the I I enjoyed the Chase Elliott winning it after crashing. But also, that was cool. it's hard to beat that first one. All, yeah, all, you're never all the, top that. The chaos at the end of it. But then all the chaos and, and practice before they figured out to take out that stupid wall. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: yeah. And If I'm going off pure racing alone, keep the roval. Like keep it. Mm-hmm. it. It's proven to have better racing, better mo. Well, okay, I won't say better moments overall. Six hundred has a lot more history yeah. to it, but but better moments in the fall race had before. Yeah, uh, I'm just th- I like I'm just thinking that if the racing does get better, if if mile and a half become the thing that every fan wants after this, wouldn't that be funny? Uh, it really if, would. If that's how it goes. I could see it happening because there's no way in hell that they're going to get rid of. One of their home dates, you know, the sports is they're not going to do that. I, I, I would not be horribly surprised if they went back to the Oval and did a roval at Texas. Personally, I think keep the roval though. In, in, if there's like a decade straight of just an amazing mile and a half racing, okay, we can have a real debate on it.
2: And now we've added some more purpose-built road courses like circuit of the americas and road america like i think you know in a couple of years potentially new tv deal we can revisit again like you said the oval racing is really that great we can revisit the roval but for now i think
1: it has a good slot
4: well moving on uh next thing we have on our schedule here is uh i guess this race being a really long race uh i think it was noted earlier 619.5 619.5 miles that we totally uh, ran here. And the previous longest was 608 miles back in 2020. That's the one no one got to see.
2: I do want to and talk it- a little bit about a couple the, the damaged vehicle policy pissing off mm-hmm. some drivers. Chase Elliott, um, they broke a, a, a tie rod, I guess, on the right rear, s- scraping the wall. Um, and we were basically out of the race because they couldn't repair it or replace it in the six and it, minute clock.
4: It really didn't look like there was a lot of damage. So it was kind of unfortunate.
2: Yeah, it was unfortunate for them. And I know they had a good shot of him and Alan Gustafson, almost felt like Gustafson was trying to cool him down a little bit in the garage area uh, afterwards. And then uh, Bubba Wallace's team, um, they were caught up in that one really big crash about midway through, but didn't have much damage. But it sounds like they misunderstood how the 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 damaged vehicle clock works, and Booty Barker sent him back out there for a restart, and just told him to lay back, save tires, not run full speed. And because they didn't meet minimum speed, they were off. The, you know, they were out yeah, at that point because they didn't run. And so uh, that one sounded a little more like it was on the team for not understanding the rules. Yeah. Booty Barker's only been a crew chief now for about but, a year. But I mean, again, other than back to twenty, day, leave it to twenty three eleven to leave it to twenty three eleven. I know that mm-hmm. Booty Barker's still new to modern not modern NASCAR, but you know the then 2022 nascar he's only been you
4: know, anyway but all, all the issues other teams had it led to I, I made a note on twitter at one point ryan blaney they showed him he was way back behind everyone else his car was like skewed sideways it had so much damage mm-hmm. to it he's still out there just trying to go like and i'm like just come in dude you know you can't race Please. but they're just trying to get around that damaged vehicle policy
1: yeah. yeah, it's probably just gain gain some points. To, if you if you know you're screwed, just stay out there until they until call they in. black flag you. Hey, yeah. like the, like, the, like the
0: Winston days, Yeah, the Winston days. But, I
1: mean, <laughs> it's it's a, a, a different version of that, yeah, yeah. A different version. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, it's smart because you know, like I wouldn't be surprised if that if NASCAR either a makes a rule of that or if the teams take advantage of that until NASCAR uh, makes a rule because you you saw there are a bunch of teams who just immediately go to the garage. And Blaney's like, well, we'll just crab walk our way to another five or six spots. And who knows, that might be the difference at the end of the regular season between 10 or 15 playoff points. So Yeah, yeah I, they
2: give you like two or three laps, I think, to meet minimum speed. So mm-hmm. if, even if you know you're off space, if you get those two laps, that's two laps that maybe a bunch of other guys in that rack obviously didn't get. So that's points.
1: And if it's a long caution, like it was, you just saw it. people just dropping like flies and Blaney ended up finishing ahead of them. So it, it's a really smart move. I, I wouldn't be if NASCAR is going to keep the damage vehicle policy, which I think they are. I think they're going to have to make a rule around this because mm. once one team figures it out, everyone will capitalize on it. And then you're just kind of like a, like you could have a big one at Talladega. There's just a group of like four or five cars. who are like, yeah, we're just going to limp our way to the to the. Uh, we're going to limp our way to basically being black flagged. I feel like that's what's going to happen here.
2: I, um, I don't know. I don't feel like it'll be that big of an epidemic. And again, it's only for like one or two laps. If the car is so damaged that you can't actually run, you know, they'll, they'll call you in anyways. If pieces are falling off, they'll call you in immediately and they'll bring you to the hauler after just, the race.
1: I got to think that come playoff time, if somebody is desperate enough to get that extra spot sure. to, that could, that could make a huge difference. And, yep. and I think at some, I, I, again, it won't be, maybe not this year, but I think at some point, because the teams always do this. They will take it all the way too far. To, uh, as They'll force NASCAR they to make a judgment call.
4: Maybe yeah. it doesn't need to be abolished, but maybe just... Maybe, was it six minutes now? Maybe that's a little too short. Well,
2: I, I mean, mean, the, the, the point of the rule is so you don't have damaged cars shedding parts during the race. They're just limping out there, barely meeting minimum speed. That's the point of the rule. The point of the rule isn't to... DQ guys like Bubba Wallace and Chase Elliott who had minimal damage but just had specific parts broken, like in the case of Elliott, specific part broken that took a little too long to repair, or in the case of Bubba, they just misinterpreted the rules, and the rules are strict. I'm a Matt Kenseth fan, believe me. I know the rules can be strict back in 2017 when he got basically knocked out of the playoffs because his team made one small rule infraction. So it's a strict rule. I think it's on the teams to know the rules, adding an extra couple minutes. I don't know if that really makes will make that big of a difference it might have in the chase elliott case on sunday but i don't know
1: i i I mean if you're gonna keep it my thing from the beginning is why do we count the time you're on pit road as the damaged vehicle time
2: yeah i don't yeah i'm a little shaky on when they start to stop it that could be and and
1: i will point this like the one
2: argument for getting rid of it is back in the gen six era those the way the bodies on the car were they would cave they would tear they would break they would fall off with the composite body you don't really have parts hanging off the car very often Mm -hmm. so if the original implementation of the rule was to eliminate debris flying on the track with this new car a lot of cases there's not as big of a concern of that at least it doesn't seem you know watching it on tv it doesn't feel like the cars are falling apart
1: no uh, and then I don't and and I think that's that's something else they can look at. my, my thing is they start the, the clock as soon as you hit pit road mm-hmm. so you know you're you're wasting you know minutes depending on the caution and, and then if if so my, my idea was if you're gonna change it up and give them more time without having to really change the rule, just start the clock as soon as they stop the car. Don't let the teams over the wall yeah until yeah the car ha- is stopped.
4: how's that fair for them when they can't even do anything to the car?
1: Yeah, yeah I, I say make it kind of, in a sense, make it like how it is as soon as you get off a red flag.
0: See, I don't have a problem with the rule. It's just like there's just a few areas they can, you know, touch up on the rule. You know what I mean? Just they got to fix a few things
1: with that. But I personally, you know, I where, where I stand. I'm personally like abolish bullshit I do, all miss, the I do miss i do miss the
0: days where like you know like you would see like half a car out there going like 110 basically it seems like i do miss those hey so let us it not dangerous let us funny. not yeah. for, let,
4: let us not forget our friends over at lionel racing just made some good money off a of checkers of records diecast of dale right. jr at bristol back in 2013 yeah so Dude, i think
1: you only went back out for like 10 laps that, that was it like <laughs> yeah the hell back in the garage yeah it's like all right let's go <laughs> let's go back. Now, real quick, I wanna I wanna uh, one last thing before we kind of move on from from this race. I I wanna give a shout out to Christopher Bell's final restart. He was back in fifteenth position on the final restart. Took I think I think through one and two went four wide uh, down on the bottom, and managed to get his way up to a top five finish at the end of this race. Like he's those fresh
4: you know, those, fr- those that took fresh tires that worked out.
1: Yeah, yeah. it worked out and done for them. And, I just I think that that you know Bell is is silently flying under the radar. We'll we'll talk about it in a, in a minute when we get to like the cut line and stuff. But it's like he he's on the verge of not really having to worry about points as long as nobody else wins at this right. Mm-hmm. The way that his team has been so consistent. Um yeah I th- I personally think it's like you could I don't know which one you'd want to argue is behind it, but you could argue that 20 team right now when it comes to speed is like it, the second fastest jgr car
0: it's just the problem is they're just not you know contending for wins quite yet but they're contending for top fives and top 10 stuff so i'm encouraged with
2: bell i'm encouraged because he's got like Four or more road courses, I think, before the playoffs, mm-hmm. and he's proven to be very solid at road courses in his Xfinity and Cup career. And so, yeah. and
4: we're still going to have New Hampshire coming up, and that's proved to be a really good track for him that's in the Xfinity series. Like, that seems like that seems like
0: that seems like his bread and butter because he won it there in Xfinity last year, and then ends up finishing runner up. He would have caught Eric Amarola had they not, you know, like shortened the he's race. He's won
2: there, like there a either. few times in Xfinity. I don't know mm-hmm. the exact number, but it's at least like I, three times. I would yeah.
4: personally have him as a good favorite for that one. Yeah. Uh I, I speak you you mentioned that about Christopher Bell. We haven't even talked about this. Austin Dillon was just a few feet away from clearing uh Chastain and Larson. he had cleared him, I think he could have won that race. It, them, yeah. it
0: would have it would've shaken up the point standings for sure
1: again. But but yeah, it's just one of those deals, just had to wait just a, a little bit a little bit longer. But. I think we had actually talked like last week or the week before last time we talked about the playoff cut line. We're like, man, if, like, Austin Dillon sneaks another win in, and, like, I, I, it might have been me who's like, I don't know. And then he, and then he goes out there, and he's, he almost like, did. 400 feet away, basically. All of
4: his wins so far, he kind of has just snuck them in. 2017, Fuel Strategy. 2018, Almirola wrecks in the 500. He just,
0: he, he just dumped Almirola. He, he, he he Almirola. he turned him. He turned it. Okay, him, T- 2020,
4: though, he, him and his teammate, right strategy call. Mm-hmm. They held on. Yeah. And that nearly was a good strategy. They took four tires and it about worked. He passed like five cars going down the back straightaway.
0: Look, when you talk about consistency, Austin Dillon's like one of the most consistent mid drivers in NASCAR history ever. I mean, I'm not saying that looking, as an insult, but like, I mean, his stats show that. I mean, who's
2: like, who's been better this year? Austin Dillon or Tyler Reddick? Speed-wise, Tyler Reddick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. consistently okay. but, but, Tyler Reddick. But average finish, I looked at this today. Austin Dillon, like, yeah, okay. yeah. it's like a 15.5. It's mm-hmm. like two, three, or four positions better than Tyler Reddick yeah. on average finish. I know it doesn't he, tell the full story, but it's just you know he is consistent. Like, but said. that's the thing, he consistently he mid.
0: To, yeah, he knows how to finish races in the midpack. <laughs> you know, but Tyler Reddick just needs to uh, bring home a few more top ten stuff, dude. Just just apply the uh, the Christopher Bell philosophy on how to uh, you know to get back up and the and the, uh, and the points and stuff. But again, Bell drives for Joe Gibbs. Uh, Reddick drives for Richard Childress. So not the same thing,
4: though. Yeah. Well, I think uh, on that note, we're, we're talking about drivers who want to try to make it in. Let's talk about the playoff cut line with... Uh, wait, was this? Playoff cut line within... Okay. 12 yeah, versus points. a go. 12 versus to go. We've got Christopher Bell is sitting in 14th, plus 58 to the good. Kevin Harvick is plus 31 to the good. Tyler Reddick... Sits a little bit more in a hot seat, plus eight. Eric Amrola is minus eight. He's got himself outside of that top 16 cutoff line. Austin Dillon is sitting minus 22, and a couple more strong runs like what we saw uh, this past weekend. He could very well get up there a little bit better. Eric Jones sits 19th, minus 29, and Daniel Suarez is minus 49. If you do not hear your driver in that group, well, they're a little bit more. Hard to get in there right now.
0: They'll, they'll probably need a win at this point to uh, to get into a it. Reddick
4: pointed
2: his way in this weekend by running yeah. well in the stages, yeah. and he still came back to finish in the top ten
4: somewhere, and I believe. And that was another thing. We talked about how big this event was. This is the only race where you get a chance to get uh, three extra stages of uh, points. So, you know, Man. go for it all throughout the race. But well, it's good.
1: And, oh, go ahead. And a uh, little tidbit here on Reddick. He actually scored the most points in this race. hmm Hey. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he and he scored the most points, but he's barely, just barely in there. Well, though. it's what got him in. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. Almirola didn't, didn't do too bad for most tonight. Mm-hmm. He wasn't great, but he didn't do bad. But, you know, it's like mm-hmm. he, was the, he was the one that fell out. I mean, he, he was going the way we all knew he would go.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it. We were like, oh, look at Almirola. Good start to the season. But then we're like, oh, well, let's see how he performs, the, you know, the rest of the regular season. And it's slowly but surely starting to, to creep back a little bit week by week it seems like but i mean christopher bell though i think within a few races he should be good as you know um uh, points wise and stuff to um keep his way inside the uh the playoff cut line uh kevin harvick though i'm like 50 see i'm like 75 percent sure on him and stuff but like jared brought up um he brought up a uh, a good point this morning when uh we were a uh, marathon training i mean harvick He's not. He hasn't ran terrible this year. Like, it's, uh, um, like a lot of people would assume he's ran like terrible and stuff. But I mean, obviously, when you compare it to you know his uh, his past years, so, you know when he used to win like eight or nine races a season, yeah, it's not going to be you know it's, it's not going to look good by comparison. But he's he's up there.
2: I, I look at Harvick. I was just pulling up to be sure. Yeah, statistically, this is like by far his worst year mm. since at least twenty eleven. Basically, since he got to SHR, without yeah. question, this is his worst statistical season by a pretty wide margin. But it's still mediocre, though. Currently. Well, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I mean, he's right. in the playoffs. His, yeah. average finish, his average finish is still 12.7. Is That's pretty solid when you all have mm-hmm. all A 12.7 average finish is pretty solid, but I just haven't seen winning speed out mm-hmm. of Harvick. So my thing is, I think he'll make the playoffs unless we get 15 different winners. If we end up at 15, I think we're at 11 right now, I think Harvick's going to get bumped out because I think a guy like Redick, or Dylan, or Jones, or Suarez could easily win. Heck, his teammate Amarola could win New Hampshire or a Super Speedway and knock him out. McDowell and Cole, could win. cold Custer could win Daytona. It was the, he, Cole uh, Custer in, made made a show. He made an appearance yeah. late in this race. Hey, he shout out, shout height. out to uh, shout out to Chicken uh,
0: um, <laughs> Chicken Whiskey. <laughs> I, love I chicken, you. Can say it. We all love chicken. <laughs> it, it, it's an official
4: chicken cock whiskey. <laughs> it is an official sponsor of NASCAR. You can say it, my friend. <laughs>
2: I look at the. I literally look at those guys on the bubble. Bell, Harvick, Reddick. Like it's great if they make the playoffs. Right now they're all kind of on the bubble. But Bell's a JGR car. Harvick is Kevin Harvick, and Tyler Reddick should have a couple wins already. I feel like they they want to make deep playoff runs, and none of those guys have wins, and they all have very few playoff points to their credit, especially since they're well outside the top ten in traditional points. So at this point, if the playoffs begin, they'd be in a pretty significant deficit going into round one and certainly going into round two, if they make it that far. So when I look at bell, Harvick, Reddick, making the playoffs is fine, but they have, they have larger aspirations. They need to win a race. They need to win some stages, maybe bubble up to the top seven or eight in points, get a few playoff points that way. Like they, they need more than just, Oh, we snuck in at 15th. Like that's not a success. If you're Kevin Harvick, maybe it is because SHR seems like they're in shambles. I mean, other than Briscoe, none of them are showing consistent speed, but it's not for Kevin Harvick. That's not a good year for Kevin Harvick.
4: No. Well, speaking of having good years, uh, let's talk about the ratings a little bit. Overall, all of American Motorsports appears to be down this weekend. Jarrett, what are the ratings this weekend?
1: So for the Coke 600, we had a 2.2 2 rating, which is down from last year's 2.3. And, and that means uh, just under 3.9 million people watched the race. Um, so down four percent in ratings, five percent in viewership, lowest it's the lowest viewed Coke 600 since modern recording started 26 years ago. Um, when you look at the key demo, 19% of the audience was in the key demo that's 742,000, uh, which is the lowest of the three races. Almost a million were in the key demo for indie, and almost 600,000 were for F1 at eight in the morning. Um but at the same time, like you were saying, AMD 500 ratings down 17%, Xfinity ratings down 23%, trucks were down 4%. I think like ARCA was down like 40 something percent. Um, Monaco was the only bright spot for any motorsports viewership in America. That was up 50%. Uh, but even that was like the amount of viewership change when it comes to like number of people watching. It was similar to the number of people change for NASCAR. Um, but Overall, not the not the greatest uh not the greatest greatest day in motorsports <laughs> ratings wise that we've yeah. seen. Yeah. But her indie was they, they blacked it out in Indianapolis because they didn't sell out the that, race, so it was that blacked was out crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know if that would make the difference of over a million viewers less this year. And yeah, think it probably make would make a big dent in it.
2: It would make a dent. You're right. It would not make up all the million, but it would make it, it would make a small dent. And in the case of NASCAR, not to make excuses, but it did go up against a game seven of the Eastern mm-hmm. conference finals, which got like nearly 10 million viewers. So I think it's safe to say that, you know,
1: small dent, but a dent, you know? So, and I won't, I won't go off on a tangent on this. I, uh, I just want to bring this up as a tidbit here. I looked at the key demo from the NBA game versus motorsport game, uh, races and Monaco and America actually had the same percentage in the key demo as the NBA did. Uh, obviously different viewership. So, you know, apples and oranges but that was very interesting to look at
2: so is it about like 30 percent of the nba viewership was
1: 49 percent of the nba viewership was in the key demo whereas 46 percent was for f1 i thought it was in the 30s yeah well yes nascar was 19 Mm -hmm. so that that tells you
2: nfl when you look at the sports nfl is kings of king of ratings in the u.s but the nba has long for a long time been seen as growing fastest amongst mm-hmm. young audiences so that that just speaks that and i think that just tells you where f1 is beating nascar nascar is still king and motor of motorsports in america i mean heck up against the indy 500 it was there what less than a million viewers away mm-hmm. but f1 is growing fastest amongst the young key demo and that, that that's you know that just continues to highlight what we've kind of been aware of for a couple of years now just nascar's got to make more inroads there. they gotta try mm-hmm. something new they gotta continue to innovate um, learn from what Indy, uh, from what f1's doing and even IndyCar did a decent numbers in that rating um, and see what you can do see what you in, can change
1: innovate the broadcast and, and how you market the sport and I think yep. that it'll the mm-hmm. very least taper off
2: broadcast <laughs> yeah. is the first thing distribution is the big thing like mm-hmm. how is people yeah. actually consuming the product
1: well yeah because that we, we saw we, I mean we saw it like it seemed like for a couple of years there like stuff was seeming kind of on the up and up and I know that in general Fox was up. 10% over last year. That's also including the Daytona 500 in comparison. So it's kind of like, I think it's it was easier. like around even ish, maybe a little yeah. down this year in general. And it's not the end of the world kind of thing. You know, a few weeks ago we were talking about how high flying NASCAR was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just, it's something that it shows that when push comes to shove when it, uh, with choosing different, sports or racing to watch. Mm-hmm. It seems like NASCAR kind of gets left by the wayside going into the summer like this. I think NASCAR needs to figure out how going into May can we make the races in NASCAR more appealing than what F1 is doing, than the Indy 500, than an NBA game. And I mean, it might just take till the next contract, you know, to to have somebody new come in with fresh ideas and kind of innovate. It. I mean, mm-hmm. ESPN Earlier this week was talking about how yeah we haven't talked about it yet but we're going to talk to NASCAR and maybe mm. maybe ESPN coming in and doing some different things maybe that's the kickstart that could help a lot of what we're seeing is it's not even like horrible decreases just kind of stagnation
0: yeah yeah stagnation what's I been mean, interesting like, oh.
2: this
1: year though is that
2: it's like the cable the the network races on big fox i know they're up 10 percent. that's somewhat mm-hmm. skewed because of the daytona 500 not being rained out this year but in general the, the network races have been slightly up this year but the cable races have been slightly down i don't know does that speak to maybe still a slight a slightly more interest in nascar this year but young people don't have cable increasing yeah, numbers this, I'm, like uh, just the number of people who have cable keeps
0: going down year by year. You know I mean? um there's so many you know streaming options like even for free even on my roku tv and stuff there's like so many free you know sporting uh, streaming options for me personally and stuff and yeah it's just it comes down to you know how they're you know consuming this you know are they watching it on tv are they you know streaming it on some platform and stuff you know like even now and then i'll even see like you know a a youtube stream of the live broadcast and stuff they they they, um they um eventually uh, take it down and all but I mean, again, it just goes back. Um, people are just court-cutting nowadays. No,
2: now a whole lot of people have cable nowadays anyway. On the plus side, one thing that's undisputable, indisputable at this point this year is that attendance is up across mm, the board. Yes. Pretty yes. much every race is significantly up. So I, 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 that bodes well to me. Hopefully the ratings at some point begin to follow.
4: Yes. Uh, that's really good at the uh, attendance is up a lot. There's only so much that these ratings can tell us. I prefer... An audience that can talk to us directly. darian what time is it?
0: The poll! The famous iceberg poll. Poll? Jarrett. Jarrett, I haven't asked this in a minute. Do we have a new poll record?
1: Yes we do. Oh! Whoa! Whoa! So the previous, I believe, was eighteen point three thousand. Uh, we nearly hit nineteen thousand votes on this one. 18.8000 so, so votes.
4: Say it with me, guys! In three, two, one, we have we a, have n- a no! new poll oh, record. Oh, yeah. uh, that could have been a little bit better. Yeah, so,
1: uh, what are you talking about? We're not saying, bad. <laughs>
4: um, Rate so, us some comments. What do we got?
1: Well, so looking at what people thought, seventy-two percent said this was a great race. Uh, 17% said it was good. So in that positivity, of 89%, 6% average, 2% below average, 3% bad. Uh, so 5% in negative, which is lower than most races this year. People have been like for all the positivity, people have also been on the other end, more negative, even if it's smaller. <laughs> more positive, more negative. Awesome.
4: Very uh, loud. Negative. negative. Uh,
1: Looking at the comments, uh, top-rated one, at least on my end, was from Chris Washington. says, instant classic race. This race had everything from start to finish. This race completely washed away the filth of the all-star race last weekend with one of the most incredible 600s we've seen in a long time. Uh, Chili's Philly says, uh, that actually felt like a crown jewel event great racing, not only in the front, but in the mid pack, a high attrition rate and Chris Buescher flipping wildly through the turf. Great stuff, uh, kind of going down the line here. I'm trying to make sure. Okay. Uh, JGR for life. I don't think we've read one from this one for a while. Uh, this race will go down as one of the craziest in all of NASCAR history. This race had everything that a racing fan would want a fest like no other. Mixed with great racing all night long, the ending gave me the 2005 vibes with Johnson v. Labani. By the way, congrats to Hamlin for his first Cup win at Charlotte.
0: Yeah, he finally has crosses that crown jewel. He's he, just... he
4: he ain't never won the fall race. No. Nope. Hmm. Uh,
1: looking at uh Sam here says unfreaking believable. This race had everything, even a flip. I'm at a loss for words. What an insane race! Uh, kind of going down. Uh, Henry O3 Studios says by far the greatest NASCAR race I've ever seen in person. It had it all. I started to watch full live NASCAR races in mid 2020, so definitely the best race. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad I'm glad you had a good one though. That's I'm cool. Glad you had a good one. Uh, yeah. Will England says this race revived the Coke 600. Uh, that was awesome. Also, happy birthday Boyer. That's right. It was Boyer's birthday. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like around the time the race ended. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to scroll down and then I'm going to, after that, I'll find the, the first comment, but I want to go down to some of the, I want to see what people somehow brought negativity into it, what they thought. <laughs> um, cause I, I saw a lot of people, a lot of people were getting mad at, at the video I put up when I was praising how good I thought the race was because a lot of people were mad of how much there was wrecking. And, and a lot of people just called it a, a dumb wreck fest. Hmm. Um, So I'm curious if that translates to some of these comments here. Good Lord. You know, when there's a new poll record, there's a lot of uh, comments. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Oh, let's see. Usually the
2: comments come on a negative race. People wanting to, you know,
1: throw their two cents around. So that's Mm -hmm. nice that there's so many people saying positive things. Yeah, Yeah. not bad. Mm So I'll read the last five of the negative ones because these will always be funny. T. Rogers says, not a fan of green-white checkers. NASCAR needs to fix the tires, maybe the wheels. Uh, I didn't think that was too much of an issue, T. Mm -hmm. Uh, Adrenaline Rush says, great, this crap was terrible. He didn't say crap, though. Uh, (laughs) This dude with a lot of X's and numbers in his name says it was garbage. Uh, That's all you didn't know right there, X's and numbers. Yeah. uh jja 1987 says bad the worst team uh winning and then the most negative apparently was from logan who says boring just like every f1 race the poles that are wins i feel like you didn't watch the race yeah you didn't watch it. You, you yeah, didn't that's, watch. that's
2: like a, did you just read the box score yeah so, I, I so feel like it.
4: this I know we got Super Chats coming up later, but I want to go ahead and read this one because it really goes back to what we're saying to these comments here. Steven D gave $5, so I appreciate that. He said, I saw an interesting comment on Twitter where someone said, in quotes, my driver didn't win, therefore it was a bad race. Want to hear your thoughts on that. What I'm hearing so far, a lot of that sounds like that mentality right there.
0: See, I haven't been a fan. I I haven't had a favorite driver since Dale Jr. uh, uh, retired in 2017. But, like, even back then, like, even if he did bad, it wouldn't like you know, like I wouldn't judge
1: an, an entire race off of one <laughs> driver's performance. You know? I would. No, <laughs> yeah, I I would. would. Yeah, I, I totally did. The, dude, the 20, uh, 2015 season, I loved that season until Talladega. <laughs> then I went back and rewatched it, and I'm like, man, this sucks. Yeah, what a sucky. <laughs> yeah, man, what no, a sucky I, sucky. I
2: was a super casual fan. If Kenseth blew an engine on, like, lap 60 like he did at Dover in 2013. I think I turned the race off and didn't pay attention mm-hmm. to the rest of it.
1: <laughs> I'm, I was I was pretty close to that. Like, once I got into my teens, I started getting better. But yeah, I,
2: kid, I, I, I uh, usually – Grant, Grant, I usually watched every race, but I think that was his second blown engine of the year already, and I was pissed. <laughs>
1: All right, uh, so the first comment, positive or negative, from Denny Delivers. Oh,
0: positive.
4: positive. Positive. Of course. Of course.
1: It's a meme. It's an ah. But his driver one, It's got to be positive. Kyle Larson, this is the worst race of my life. Cliff Daniels proceeds to have a highly inspirational TED Talk about not giving up that can rival the Declaration of Independence. Larson, Okay. Goes on a top 10 anyway. Also, that was not the worst race of Larson's life. The worst race of Larson's life was behind a sim ring. Uh, but that was the poll. <laughs>
4: Ooh, is it too soon for that? No, <laughs> two, no. Two it, yeah, it's
0: been two years. No, it ain't too soon for that. <laughs> but no, but yep, that was the famous poll on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast.
4: Awesome.
1: <laughs> that was fun.
4: So moving on to the Xfinity race. Dominated by Hendrick Jr. Junior Motorsports, uh, the stat sheet shows Josh Berry won this by 18 plus seconds, but really it was an intense battle between him and Allgaier in the final lapse of it.
0: All Allgaier kept hitting the wall there, but yeah, like if you look at the intervals. Like... Only six guys who finished on the lead lap. So, like, if you didn't watch the race and just looked at the intervals, you would think it, would, it was, like, one of the most boring races, when, in reality, it was the exact opposite. And really quick, though, um, shout-out to uh, freaking Logan Paul freaking tweeting about his uh, his prime car over the weekend. That <laughs> was great. random. That
2: was random. That like, one of the most random
0: and, quotes I've and, ever and seen. Quote,
4: and quote-tweeting you, of all people. Yeah. After
2: finishing dead last. Dude, dude, <laughs> dude Darian made drama alert.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. Like team Star was talking I'm about the car. Surprised
2: it took this long. <laughs>
4: <laughs> da- Darian, not to inflate your ego here, but you have successfully have been on drama alert and you have had one of your videos reviewed on a stream by critical so i'm just saying man. Ah, moist. Hey, that's
0: that's what's up dude moist and then well i don't know team <laughs> Keem, star is like eh, i don't know
2: everyone just saying moist, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. moist. <laughs> but now nah, we love the moist, one bro. time we just you know we went,
0: we
1: just saw the
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the funny part about that moist one was that it was like kind of a cringe video but anyways like it's it so so i uh appreciate him uh watching my stuff but but yeah no no back to the Xfinity race though um yeah overall I love that race especially towards the end I mean Allgaier was giving it his all um Jared didn't you say Junior was in a business meeting and he was like telling us like <laughs> yeah
1: I, like... yeah he was talking about that he, he was like he's like yeah I'm in I'm at the brickyard with a with the meeting and I'm leaning over my guys just being like these idiots are gonna and ruin it <laughs> and then they ruined it well they didn't All the iron did, but no, I, it was, it was a very kind of old school Charlotte race where just long drawn out runs, the best cars, you know, the best cars got, got out front, except for Trevor Payne who sped because I of course picked him. Um, but no, I mean, over, overall, like I I enjoyed it just because you don't see many races like that anymore. You used to see it a lot more, you know, pre-stage racing and and pre-green white checkers, stuff like that. But to see something like that nowadays, to just see some, Just see a team be flat out dominant like that. I I have to respect it, Um, but it does suck that Allgaier cut that tire down because I would have loved to see if he could have made like one last run at him at the end there.
2: He he threw everything but the kitchen sink. He had a Josh Berry though. No, it was fun to watch and it was fun hearing. Um, the drivers only broadcast, Harvick, Logano. Blaney was his own, his normal blank slate, but Logano was getting into it. Uh, you heard him after the race, like how much he was praising the track, the application of the resin, how racy it was. And I was hearing him say that, saying, Oh, I hope it carries over into Sunday. And it sure did. But yeah, like you said, it, 18 seconds on the stat sheet looks like a total blowout. And, you know, it was really a two horse race at the end there. But all throughout the race, there was action. And even at the end, all Guyer, Barry crossover slingshots close quarters edge of control into the wall out of control for for guy at some point like it, it was great stuff like that's that's ultimately one of the best one on one battles you can get and it happened between two I know Josh Barry is not a veteran of the Xfinity series but two veteran race car drivers like two of the older guys if you will of the Xfinity series and again junior motorsports is so much better than the rest of the field this year i don't know where it came from they're not usually good at charlotte and here they are sweep you know they didn't sweep the top two but they had i think all their guys still finished in the top eight or nine they had all four cars in the top five for a good portion of the race like last year it was the 54 car week in week out regardless of who was driving it this year it's jrm regardless if it's sam Mayer, who's 1918 or Allgaier, who's like 37 it doesn't seem to matter they're there every week
4: I would still argue I think ty Gibbs is still a class of field because he's had a lot of wins this year but I don't
2: think so I think the J I think at no. least there's always at least one or two jrm cars that seems better than at least the last few weeks' first six eight races of the year Gibbs was right there
1: with them but he's he's running like fifth every week for the last I, few weeks see I, I think it's kind of like a perfect storm here like I, I don't I think the jrm is far and away the best team and they've they've improved to be that way um at the same time i think you'll compare to last year five races less of kyle bush austin Cindric, and that penske team isn't there so i feel like the, the competition they would have had is gone now so so they they're able to take advantage of that void and then they they fully have i'm not i don't want to discredit anything they've done because their team is head and shoulders above everyone else i i I think for the last couple of weeks, like they've come over the radio to like AJ Allmendinger, has before this week been the most consistent guy in the field and been like, hey, we'll get it fixed. We just the motors aren't going to be as good as those guys, man. And it's yeah, like, yeah, but also it just shows how good they are. Speaking on another to colleague racing, I
0: mean, like I thought they would be a whole lot better. I mean, they're still good but i think we're starting to see like okay now that they're operating a uh, a full time cup series team i, I think actually two, yeah yeah i, mean, I think i think it, a bit.
4: It, it takes away from it just a little bit
0: yeah i mean they're still running good though i mean i think all three of their cars are inside the top 10 in points and stuff but i mean compared to last year you think that you know by now you know aj Digger might have multiple wins then maybe you know would have liked to see you know see um uh Landon castle at least have a win and stuff but i mean they're still running solid though so it's still a solid year but this you just know, this to feels last like, year.
2: this just feels like the best driver lineup they've ever had I mean they have the defending mm-hmm. series champion they have Almondinger who's a threat to win every week and they have Landon castle who everyone's been singing his praises for the last decade he's finally in a competitive ride and no you're right they're, they've Ultimately, they're going to make the playoffs, probably all three of them, but they're not winning races. Mm-hmm. I mean, Almondinger, I know this week was his first finish, I guess, outside of the top 10. So you can't say they haven't been there, but they haven't been in the same zip code as the JRM cars or at no. times the 54 car. And I was too thin. That, that's what I mean. It has to be that because there's no other reason. Like, no disrespect to Justin Haley, Jeb Burton, but. I feel like Daniel Hemrick and, and Landon Castle are as good or better than them. and oh yeah, i would I would expect and, the performance to be improved and and Eric, I'm you just i'm I'm
0: so happy you uh, mentioned Jed Burton's name. I almost forgot uh, do we want to talk about that beef with uh, him and Gregson? Well yeah. I'll I'll go over like the it, um, it, um, it, some of the parts it, it just
4: it just seems like it's more it's more beef that Burton wants than Gregson no, wants.
0: but but here's but what's crazy to me is that, you know, some of the stuff jed Burton was saying was like, oh, I'll wreck the dog bleep out of you or like oh if I wanted to wreck you you wouldn't be walking that I was like whoa, whoa that right, that that took it that took a little
4: like, too that took okay. a too far like look I like is look. it is, I mean, is it out of touch and
1: is it like bad to be to say the whoa take it easy man.
4: I, take it easy, man. I, 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 I I will I will say this I would have loved if Gregson would have fired back with, "Well, you must be getting lapped if you're around me to wreck me, sir." So.
0: But but the funniest part about this whole thing was like not only the uh, the Noah Lewis interview that he got with Gregson, which by the way Noah Lewis spectacular at the uh, at the track content this year. He's busy Superb stuff. Yeah, yep. he's, a, he's a very busy man. I love it. But also too, Jeff Burton he 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 goes on NASCAR Twitter. Me and Gregson were in the same equipment, and boom! Check out the stats. I beat him and the, um, the freaking stats prove that's not the case at all it's not even close because he, he ran some races for them in uh in 2020 had zero wins maybe like a couple odds here and there, but obviously was not as good as no Grex. his
4: his with time with jrm did not pres- proceed for racing
2: yeah it's very forgettable yeah no, so. I, my big thing with him was you know he says Noah Gregson first approached him, and so I'm like, Oh, okay. But obviously, it seemed like Burton was the one to escalate things on pit mm-hmm. road in the garage. Yeah. But when you go back and look at what happened, I'm on the track, and it was it, racing. Jeb Burton posted it himself, like this proved yeah. his point or something, and it did not. <laughs> it's it just, racing, it made yeah. him look, in my opinion, really bad. Like, very, I don't get very soft.
0: I, I personally didn't see what Gregson did wrong there. I mean, because that took place in the final laps, right?
2: I, I it was late in the race, I don't know exactly when, okay. like, I mean, but, but it's it still late
0: like, in the race, you got to go.
2: It was an aggressive move by Gregson, but not dirty. I wouldn't even say it was aggressive by any means. We, we, have seen, we have seen Noah Gregson make way worse moves than well, that. I made this point in my video. We saw worse slide job attempts in the cup race, like yeah, Suarez on Kyle Busch. And that didn't lead to a big altercation. I, mean, yeah, I, so. I, I, I
0: think Honestly, I think Jed Burton was just in his feelings because it was Gregson, Gregson who passed him like that. Maybe he I, I, well, didn't and like I think him he, was,
2: before, he or... was probably mad that Gregson came up to him after the race. But Gregson okay. came up to him because he nearly got dumped going 190 miles an hour i'd be heated too if i almost got dumped for no yeah, reason yeah, yeah. by
0: jeb burton so it's I, like wait it's like wait so you were gonna dump me because i was racing you on because you i, I literally passed
2: you <laughs> like, <laughs> like i don't know it just it was a weird look for jeb burton uh-huh. but I, I think he moved on i feel i feel like after he got ratioed a couple of times on twitter, oh he got ratioed. he started to back down a little bit now i know obviously twitter a bunch of couch you know monday morning quarterbacks trying to tell a race car hey. driver what racing is so i i, I you know Just because he got ratioed, that doesn't mean he was wrong. Plenty of good people have been ratioed before. NASCAR
0: Twitter, man. I think
2: it certainly made him realize that hey, maybe I'm coming at this from a a wrong perspective.
0: But it also proves, (laughs) man, like NASCAR Twitter, like for as toxic as it could be, sometimes it can be so entertaining for those little ratios and stuff. I'm here for it. I love it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's move on away from Xfinity Ratios and let's talk about the truck race where once again Darian strikes Carson Hosovar. Oh,
0: what, dude? It, it, I don't know what's up with him, dude. He is—he is so close. He's just so close to a victory. He's there. He's right there. But I mean, like, I will give him this though. I'll um, give him some um, a little bit of of um, of, uh, of criticism here. Um, he did towards the towards the very end of that race was driving a bit in over his head towards the end there. You know, um, against Ryan Priest. I know Priest had some stuff to say about it. But, uh, but, yeah, you know, uh, Carson Josavar, I think, you know, he's in a similar situation, kind of like a Suarez in a right, you know, or um, where it's like, oh, I've had so many opportunities um, opportunities to, um, to win a race this year. The pressure's on, so maybe he was just pressing towards the end there. I mean,
4: but, well,
0: um, you know, at least give him props. He even with, admitted, like, yeah, you know, I drove it a little too hard. With,
4: with the Priest thing, you know, I guess it's weird because I still see him as like, A cup-level talent, even though he's just kind of like whatever opportunity he gets right now. Um, Priest doesn't get as many chances as Hosevar to go win these things. And that's now like, I think, two or three that have gotten away from Ryan Priest this season. So, to a point, I kind of understand why Ryan Priest is so angry. Carson's going to get a lot more chances to go out and win. Ryan Priest isn't.
0: Nah, he doesn't have, like, his opportunities are very limited. I just feel
4: like
2: priest and I know he's been aggressive in the past. There are people on my video that commented on how he raced Elliott Sadler a few years ago in the Xfinity series. So I know he's been aggressive. He's been that guy in the past, but I think his response to host the little mini lecture he went on, on national like, TV. I think that was just kind of a a general response to what I think many veterans of the sport perceive as an over-aggressive racing culture coming up through the lower ranks. Mm Osavar is great. He's 19 years old. He's got his whole career ahead of him. I think he has a very bright future and he deserved to win that race until that late race caution. I mean, that was heartbreaking. You knew once it went to an overtime restart, anything can happen in these truck races. It was far from a sure thing. He was going to win that race when priest went in side by side with him. But hosovar made a mistake he made two mistakes he ran out of racetrack in one and two got into priest and wedged him up into the wall and then he drove it in too hard or got loose in three and four so hosovar made two mistakes he owned up to it credit to him but that doesn't mean priest doesn't reserve the right to put him on blast for it i thought priest's yeah. comments afterwards were entirely justified and i kind of appreciate him i'm a big hosovar fan as i think we all are but I also want to see cleaner, respectful racing prevail. And uh, Priest, while he's not the most experienced guy in the field, he is like 30 years old. He's a veteran. He ha- he has some leg to stand stand on. He's one into the lower ranks. At least he's a highly respected modified racer from the Northeast. He has room to talk on this type of issue. And I hope people listen. I, I, and people like Kosovar I like Josef. I don't see him as an overaggressive driver. Mm. Usually he's just young and he's pressing. He's been close to winning that first race and it hasn't happened just got in, kind of like Briscoe, little over his head, and out, it stepped out from under him. Deserves to be called out for it. He did a good job taking the blame for it, and I think you just move on from there. This yeah. isn't the kind of thing that carries on for week after week.
0: No, you know? it's a lesson
2: thing. But also, I didn't like how like some fans
0: were like, oh, like Ryan Priest went too far. I'm like, no, he didn't. I think he was pretty spot on. You know? I mean, he was competing for a win also.
4: <laughs> he had every right to be upset about that. Yeah. But – Although Tom
0: Hack didn't do you know <laughs> Yeah, he didn't do anything. He's just like, don't do that. Like like that's all he said.
4: But although uh Carson didn't get it done, their Nice Motorsports old workhorse Ross Chastain proved mm-hmm. that Nice Motorsports can still get the job done. They can still win. He went out and got another win for Nice Motorsports, uh rocking that uh sponsor we saw on his car a couple weeks ago in the cup series, joined him for the truck series, so Congratulations to Ross Chastain on getting another Truck Series win.
0: Yep.
4: I think they said that was his fourth career Truck Series win because it feels like five, but you got to remember that one was took away from him.
2: Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's I don't really know how many trucks wins. I know he had I three that one year with Nice, I thought. Mm-hmm.
4: He, he got three confirmed. It felt like four.
1: Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. yeah I, think it's it's, four. <laughs> I think it's his fourth. But, yeah.
4: Yeah. But uh, yeah, that'll that'll do it for all the racing we saw this weekend. Pretty overall great weekend of racing. Now, if someone's got a, a stopwatch, we'll do three minutes of super chats. Uh, I can
1: hold on. I'm there slow. <laughs> Yeah, I
4: gotcha. Oh. Uh, just tell me when you're ready. All right, let me refresh the page here, and then I'll get them all pulled up. And. No, yeah. <laughs> I got to scroll down a lot. You guys have been very generous tonight, so I appreciate that. Yeah, thank uh, you, guys. All right, let's start off. You ready? Ready. Jar Jar Binks starting us off of a dollar ninety nine. Appreciate that, Jar Jar. Misa back, Danny. Misa love you. Yousa, boo doo doo head. Kevin Harvick, of course, wouldn't be starting any uh, off any other way. Herbert from Family Guy coming in with a dollar ninety nine. I'm the cameraman at Fox Sports. Jarrett is right. Hi, <laughs> Chris. Santa Claus coming Mm -hmm. in for $1.99. Appreciate that, Santa Claus. Danny is on a nice list. Awesome. Two bucks and I'm on a nice list.
1: What are those kids kids doing in
4: the (laughs) Okay, this next one I'm actually having to go to her channel to read this Uh full. uh, This channel is called Squidward Tentacles, owner of Brooks Burgers Incorporated. Brooks Burgers is apparently a new name they've got for us, so let's see what this is. Blue Jimmy fan can tell you Brooks Burgers is great. Okay, thanks, Squidward. Appreciate the ninety nine. Darf Elmo. Yeah, Squidward. <laughs> Darf Elmo coming in for ninety nine. Elmo, go to the dark side. Elmo, hate Kevin Harvick like Jar Jar. Ooh, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And we'll That's, go to the ducks.
2: side. I, I can't do it. At some point, <laughs> are we just punching down at poor Harvick? He doesn't want to race in like 18 months. Yeah, oh, guys, right. guys, get over it. y'all. Like, like y'all won. Like,
0: yeah. he hasn't won. Yeah. It. <laughs> y-
4: y'all, y'all, y'all already got to it, man.
0: Yeah, y'all won, bro. gets over
4: it. Isaac coming in for $1.99. Hey, Jar Jar, did you obliterate Texas Speedway yet? John Van deventer, uh, coming in at four ninety nine. Appreciate that, John. What a great race! Way better than the All Star race, in my opinion. It was the best race of the day. Even better than the Indy five hundred. Monaco was decent. I think I would agree with that statement.
0: Yeah, I agree.
4: Lord Voldemort coming in at $1.99. Appreciate that. The Dark Lord is back with a Brooks Burger boo Kevin Harvick. Okay, everyone's enjoying those Brooks (laughs) Burgers while they boo Kevin Harvick tonight. I see that. Avatar core coming up for dollar ninety nine. Appreciate that. The Avatar wants Eric Eastep to stop summarizing super chats. I should have summarized that. I'm sorry. Santa <laughs> just jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus coming up for dollar ninety nine. Santa wants Eric Eastep to boo Kevin Harvick, or he's on a naughty list. Oh my gosh!
0: Or is it? Christmas in Christmas in in July almost. He <laughs> said I booed
2: him too much last year when I called him out for the roval. <laughs> Yeah. So what is it? Is it too much? Am I too little? No, I thought I thought you were you had the right. Oh, mind. I'm always 100 percent on point and fair with my predictions. I'm always accurate, but you know, just some people. <laughs> don't 30, see seconds. Thirty seconds.
4: All right, Santa Claus coming up another dollar ninety nine. Jarrett, what's your favorite NASCAR romance novel?
1: <laughs> uh, all of them because I haven't read them. <laughs> He's gonna, dude. You're gonna get asked that every week. And should, I, should I read one on a stream?
4: Maybe oh. sometime, but I got time for one last super chat here and a name. Oh, boy. Twisted Nipples 82. Coming in at $5. Shout out to another heartbreaking weekend, 2-8, 99, and 23-11. Also, shout out to Austin Dillon for saying, I didn't know I was three wide twice in the same weekend.
1: <laughs> and three minutes. Right.
2: Thank you.
4: I don't you. know why this
2: comment, this comment made me laugh during that, but on the normal chat from Jason Conway, he just said in the middle of all this, can we talk about Garrett Smithley? <laughs> <laughs>
4: what okay. Let's talk okay. about – you remember when Garrett Smithley was on uh, uh, Tron? Remember that, guys? Did he yeah. ever win? Oh, my God, any, that's right. Did he win mm. any of those
2: pro-invitational races or did he never – ever... Yes, I think he
4: won yeah. one.
1: boom you're welcome jason we talked about there you go (laughs) i just keep seeing members of the chat just put in yes (laughs) good weird
4: okay i wasn't looking at the screen i couldn't tell who who said that i just laughed but i heard my ear eric 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 Eric, Eric, i wasn't sure if it came through the mic because yeah, like one. when I when I have to read those, like I have to get off of where I can see you guys. So I don't know who's saying what. So, so,
1: so Eric did the Squidward one. Jerry did Elmo, and I did Herbert. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I <laughs> could tell. I could tell you did Herbert.
1: Greatest crossover since Avengers. Great.
4: Well. Appreciate the Super Chats. We'll get back to more of those later. We are funded by viewers like you. Thank you. We are also funded by one of our loyal sponsors, Lionel Racing. Get your official NASCAR diecast from our friends over at Lionel Racing. You can pre-order your 2022 NASCAR diecast or even go back and order some of your favorite ones from last season for our friends at Lionel Racing or an authentic uh, NASCAR retailer near you. And you can also catch their NASCAR Phoenix lineup. Coming at your local Walmarts. And we are going to start straight into the bumper cam here a little bit. Eric, you better join in with us. Yeah, I'm
0: actually Ooh. hitting my camera too. I should stop. It didn't work last Yeah, week, that's so. that's a good way to break Jeez, it. Yeah. I'll,
4: I start. I'll I'll start us off here. I've got the Martin Schruck's Junior 2018 Bass Pro Shops Ducks Unlimited car. He ran this one in a 2018 Night Race at Bristol. I was there for that one. Enjoyed the paints. Enjoyed seeing the paints come out on the track. Unfortunately, that race did not go well for him. What do you guys have?
1: I have Jeff Gordon's 2006 Dupont Chevrolet. Uh, it's it's basically like every single other one since 2001 <laughs> I, mean, no, no, I mean it's it's a nice scheme i like it yeah I, it's a typical it
0: jeff gordon
1: scheme. scheme is I've that on my william desk. byron Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I, i've Whoa. had it on my desk actually um right at the base i have the earnhardt statue on my desk and so it's like right on the base of that so it's just like it, it'll make every earnhardt fan that comes in here happy watching him tower over uh jeff gordon
4: i can i say that car up close again this one yeah, that one looks like it's perfect to punt into the f- turn at Darlington.
1: Oh no! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: So for my diecast, uh, two thousand uh, Casey Atwood Bush Series car, he actually ended up winning two career Bush Series races uh, for this team. Um, so yeah, I love this car, and it was a rare find. I think I found this at the Daytona flea market for for only like ten bucks. It so yeah. Yeah, yeah, when it was up. Yeah, when it was uh, freaking closing early. But, but yeah, so awesome find. And one thing I am going to change up with my diecast thing, not only um, will I uh, be showing diecast, but I'll show off a bit of my program collection. So 2,000 car, 2,000 program, original Winston 500 program. That side is of Dale really Sr's, cool. The side of Dale Sr.'s final victory. Yeah, this is back when programs were actually, you know, a lot of effort was uh, put um, uh, into them. But, yeah, this is one of my most precious NASCAR collectibles. Yeah. So wouldn't I it had just, to start with the uh, 2000 diecast.
1: Wasn't it just collecting dust?
0: What, yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. When like a was at, yeah, when I was in um, um, interning at the uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway, they just had a huge pile of them. And they were about to throw them away. I was like, "No, no, no! Let me take them. Let me take that off your hands." Uh, okay. So it's to rescue, <laughs>
4: not not to try to end your uh, story, there, there. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I see. Eric's got Bobby Labonte. We know you're a huge Bobby Labonte fan. We know about that that big uh, piece of uh, metal you got there.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, this, this is my smaller chunk of metal I got here. But, I know, yeah, I just got the Bobby Labonte Interstate Batteries colors. I feel like I haven't shown this one on the show in a while, maybe ever. Um, but I was thinking about Bobby Labonte because earlier today he was the first driver to make hot laps at North Wilkesboro Speedway um, since, I think, 2011. So I figured that was somewhat timely. I don't know. I'm always looking for some sort of connection. That was a loose one. but that hey, uh, That's a pretty
4: cool connection. He was driving the uh, Harris Lou Design Cookout Modified.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Harris, Harris Lewis is one of the best designers out there Gotta get a but die cast of that Do they make those still?
0: I,
4: I I wish they did but I don't think you can find them But mm-hmm. hey if you do want to find a good die cast Go check out our friends over at Lionel Racing They've surely got one for you Now let's get back to the show uh, hey, For us in Tennessee Did you guys just see the warning come on our phone?
0: Uh, oh yeah there it is A weather warning? Yeah Yeah Wait, not quite. It's, it's not quite a thunder warning, mm-hmm. but it's a... hey, once again, it's oh. the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Jared, what do we have on tap?
4: It, it, it was oh, just wow. not loud enough to not break your microphone, and we got all of that.
0: Awesome. I, I, am here for it. Nice. All right. What do we have on tap, Jared? <laughs> We're
1: hearing it here for it. What we got on tap? We Kimi will be racing the track house number 91 car at Watkins Glen this year, and it'll be the only race that the 91 team runs in 2022 at the moment.
0: Eric, why? Uh,
1: (laughs) uh, Shell Penzo will uh, continue its 30 race year deal, uh, 30 races a year deal with Penske for the 22 team, according to Adam Stern. Uh, While they haven't re-signed Joey Logano, they're pretty confident in that one. Negotiations are going well with that. Uh, I talked about this earlier, but ESPN will be in the conversation with NASCAR about the next TV deal. says at the moment they're happy with F1 as their flagship motorsport network uh, for the network, but that is just for now, uh, which makes me think they're going to go in hard for NASCAR. Uh, That's according to Adam Stern. Uh, Jimmy Johnson has said he is up for the double in 2023, uh, if the opportunity is right. He said he had the opportunity in 2000, I believe, 12, and he turned it down. Hey, Hendrick Hendrick Motorsports, get another car ready. Kyle, I believe Kyle Busch had a similar one, too, mm-hmm. a few years ago, but Gibbs wouldn't let him. Uh, the All-Star Race has been confirmed to be back at Texas Motor Speedway next oh. year. Oh. Hey, would you rather that or a points race? Uh, don't, wow.
2: Whoa, 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 Jared.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'd rather see it blown up, but I mean, I, can, I don't have that power. So
1: and happened. you've been put on a watch list for that no um <laughs> ryan hunter ray will be joining the srx this summer according to camping world nice uh and here's some good stuff too the phoenix raceway has confirmed uh that it will host the championship weekend again in 2023 as they have sold out the phoenix finale at, before the end. at of first
4: the end. i wasn't too excited about that announcement but hey that utter announcement that proves why
1: that's good And Gateway has sold out all 57,000 of its Mm. seats and 1,200 campsites for this weekend for the Worldwide Technology Raceway. It's the first sellout the track has ever had.
0: If you're going to the race, get
1: a parking pass. Make sure you get a parking pass.
4: No, I I think they're already sold out of those.
1: Oh, whoa. (laughs) Uh, Racing Electronics will not be at Indianapolis this July for the NASCAR weekend. It was confirmed on Reddit by a Reddit user who had checked with Racing Electronics. And they confirmed also that they're not going to be going. So What's you're why? going to want a scanner. Why? Why, why bro? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, ben Rhodes will be practicing and qualifying the like Colleagues 16 car this weekend. And to finish it off, Raja Karuth will drive the number seven mm. fire truck.
4: I cool. I for- did not expect that one to come out today, but I'm That's so happy. I'm so happy for Raja. That's a great opportunity.
0: I say I'll say he finishes top 10 top 15 around there yeah. might maybe even a little bit better you we'll, never
4: know we'll see because you know we've seen the Hendrick guys get in there and do good but I don't know we'll see you know just
1: I, get your feet wet first
4: when, when those deals happen I don't know who actually is making the truck uh, yeah good time. point that's, yeah that's, just that's
1: see really time. time yeah that's the right, most Darren, important thing. this time don't blow up my ears all right, I won't blow it out, I promise. And,
0: <laughs> and that'll do it for this edition of the Lightning Round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now, back to the show.
2: Don't mind oh, me. It. I just got my, my visor down. I'm over here welding something off camera. It looks
0: like a VR thing. It looks like random oh. VR system. Nah, I guess that's probably <laughs> more <laughs> accurate. <now.
1: laughs> but
2: that was my genius segue uh, into our second sponsor of the night, Forney Industries. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more For do-it-yourselfers, all the way up to professional metal workers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Um, So shop all of their top-of-the-line products at ForneyInd, Forney-I-N-D, com Link is down in the description below. Or look for their green Forney logo at an authorized dealer near you. Make sure
4: they're authorized, nothing unauthorized. <laughs> we don't endorse that.
2: Don't no end back up. alley deals. We, we no. will yeah, not, not. No back alley Forney deals. <laughs> we will not
4: have any black market Forney deals going yeah, on no here. No black All market.
2: Right. no I'm yeah. going to get back to my uh, project and then uh, we'll go on with the show. Nice.
1: man with like right. RoboCop over there. Yeah, I was about to say.
4: So, we just went from the longest race of the year, 600 miles, to now one of the shortest of the year. Though. Only a 300-mile race coming up this weekend, at, and we're at two brand-new tracks. The Cup Series will be going to Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway, which is just on the outskirts of St. Louis, and over in the Illinois side of it. And then yeah. we, we've got... Uh, The Xfinity Series will be up in Portland, Oregon at the Portland International Raceway. NASCAR has not been to Portland in a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is really nice to see. Both of these tracks at one point were even considered to be done in nascar's eyes and now they're both back one of them hosting the nascar cup series for the first time the nascar truck race will be the toyota 200 this is a 160 lap race because i think this is a one and a quarter mile uh flat oval it's an egg-shaped oval so keep that in mind too very interesting track design uh 160 lap start time will be early 1:30 p.m eastern time on fs1 and mrn and uh, me and Jarrett, we will be uh, covering the races this weekend so we're gonna have a lot of downtime because these races will get done pretty early when we are there uh so say hi to us yeah Yeah. weather is looking pretty nice uh 79 degrees on saturday cloudy and humid a 25 percent chance of rain but i mean in the summertime that's uh kind of expect because heat storms can come up at any second the defending winner of the truck series race here is sheldon creed or sheldon creed i should say
1: the wheel Rejection
4: in his hand. Oh, <laughs> Creed. Oh, Sheldon Crid, brother. <laughs> Creed, brother. Holy <laughs> David. No, no. Sorry, I just heard one of I you. Know where I know I heard one of you guys sound more like Hulk Hogan, so I had to say that. Uh, Xfinity race name is the Pacific Office Automation 147, and this is a 75 that lap race. just rolls off the tongue so I, well. I, I know, right? Don't, try saying that five answer. times.
2: Pacific Office Automation. <laughs>
4: the the one forty-seven. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, come on now. Se- oh.
4: Seventy-five left I'd just call it a seventy-five. You know, just call it a seventy-five lapper or something like that. I'm, I'm
2: gonna call it the one Ryan Burgess. Hey, hey really quick, Jared's gonna
0: love the, the name of this third race. Jared's gonna love the name of this third race. Well, hold on, let's, <laughs> we'll, let's we'll get there. Let's let's <laughs> finish talking about infinity. That one. Right, yeah. that, <laughs> one I uh, that. that one starts. That <laughs> see uh, it
4: that one starts at 4:30 p.m. Eastern time. It'll be on FS1 and radio coverage on MRN. uh Weather in Portland gonna be chilly, 66 mm-hmm. degrees. Uh, good chance of some morning showers, but it's a road course, so they can race in the rain. It don't matter. There is a 65 percent chance of rain, so we'll see what happens on that. The defending winner this race is nobody because they haven't been there in a long time. The cup. Wait, wait, wait pause.
2: Pause. Let let Jared say this next one. <laughs>
1: yeah. What's the name of the third race, Jared? E N J O oh. Y. I don't know what I don't know what that word is. Illinois 300. You know you want know you know what, you, the, the I'll tell you what. If you want to enjoy Illinois, you know what you do? You drive out of it. <laughs> <laughs> You can just what ass. I did. Well, hey. To be fair, leave
2: the race hellhole. the race isn't in Illinois. So uh, step one. <laughs> Wait, I thought I, I thought it was. It is in Illinois. It's part is of it? St. Yes.
1: Louis is half in Illinois, half in Missouri. Mm-hmm.
2: But I thought it was on the Illinois. Is it not on the Missouri side?
4: No, St. Louis oh, is too. on the Missouri side.
2: I know, but I thought this was just like further. No, no this is, this Illinois.
4: is this is Illinois. Hmm. Never mind then. My so. Mind. <laughs> Keep in mind, they're pushing the St. Louis market, so they're saying, get out of here and go to Missouri. But, but enjoy
0: Illinois. <laughs> yeah, Illinois. it's very weird.
4: Enjoy Illinois 300. 240 laps start time for this one is 3.30 p.m. Eastern time with coverage on M- on MRN and FS1. The weather for this one, we're going to have 84 degrees. mostly clear. Whoa, I did not see this. 81% chance of rain? Really?
1: Uh oh. That's what Uh-oh. I was snoring. Yeah. No. Ooh, right, was I'll do. A, I'll do a double check right now. See if they've changed. We the will
4: see what happens there. They do have lights. Mm-hmm. They do have lights at Gateway. So
1: yeah. But, but they haven't been too trusty. <laughs> oh, problem. good point. Man, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh, look. Oh oh, oh. oh. We have an update. Thunderstorms throughout the day. Only a forty percent chance, though. Oh, okay, that's better.
4: I I i take it. I'll take it. The defending winner of this race is nobody. In the booth, we will have Michael Waltrip, but also I've heard mixed reports. Is Kenny Wallace supposed to be in the booth too for a little bit?
1: No. So so John Roberts and Kenny Wallace are going to be doing a version of NASCAR race day and trackside at the track.
4: Okay, because people were I saying know. like Kenny Wallace would be in the booth, and I was really confused. No, oh my god, I I all respect to Kenny
2: Wallace, if they had a Boyer-Waltrip-Kenny Wallace group, Oh, heavy. Uh, oh no, 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 no,
1: Kenny Wallace would get them to shut up because he'd go off on a rant about Trump oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've watched his channel, it's entertaining, Kenny, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's entertaining but there's no way I'm putting him on the air No. <laughs>
4: hey, I think YouTube is a perfect platform for Kenny Wallace to say whatever he wants so okay. like the three damn stooges if you had the three of them on TV <laughs> What are you doing with your glasses now, Eric? Uh, Yeah.
2: I don't want to see any of this.
4: (laughs) Wait a minute, Kenny
2: Wallace is doing stage two. Oh god. Oh Oh,
4: yeah. Okay, so he is doing stage two.
2: Oh fuck. (laughs) So he
4: so he will be joining booth for stage two.
2: Oh oh my
0: god Oh, that's gonna be the craziest freaking Oh that's oh I can't wait. And and uh, what's funny is he has commentated from Gateway before the 2004 Truck Series race, listen to some of his uh, final lap commentary. Some of the funniest commentary.
4: I've oh heard. Well, well, you're you're not wrong. Actually, that was really entertaining when he did do. Yeah. Because because yeah. he because he had the. Uh... I, I don't want to make make repeat the noises because it would sound weird. But he had some questionable noises during that during that. Race. Yeah, let's just put it that way. Yeah, I, I'll I'll just say that.
1: I I hope his hair is at least the way it is in his videos, where it just sticks out. <laughs> all the I, I I want him to come in there with a dark brown hair look.
4: Oh man! They're, but anyways, uh, they're gonna do a lot of makeup for him.
0: Yeah, definitely for sure. But yeah, so that is the uh, weekend uh, in a nutshell. But uh, before we uh, move on into picks, let's go over the betting odds on the NASCAR weekly podcast. So this weekend's favorites at uh, at uh, Gateway for the inaugural Cup Series race, Kyle Larson and Kyle Busch are both tied as the uh, pre-race favorites at, at plus 800 uh to win the race martin tricks jr and danny hamlin tied for third at plus 900 and finally rounding out the uh the uh the top five chase elliott at plus a thousand and then as for the best of the rest plus a thousand for all three across the board william byron ross chastain ryan blaney and as for the underdogs um the underdog picks uh chase briscoe plus 2,500 kurt Busch 3,000 alongside eric Amarola also plus 3,000 Daniel Shore thousand and finally rounding out the underdog segment austin cindric enters this weekend at plus six thousand now really quick for the <clears throat> excuse me for the uh so, so, sorry
4: to... sorry not trying to interrupt i just want a chance yeah. to say this mm-hmm. napa racing fan 927 made me laugh because he said poor mike joy he doesn't deserve this oh yeah, yeah just, he just, did, just, had... just just imagine a fox producer coming up and saying hey mike you remember uh where how it was like working with uh Darryl waltrip all those years yeah 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 uh, how about you have three of those this weekend yeah
0: three of those <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna have to to pull them. That's for sure. He's gonna have to put them in check. Oh man! But no. Uh, so, really quick update on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast Fantasy League for um, those who are uh, still playing. Uh, still, um, uh, still well over ninety plus people still uh, consistently playing uh, week in week out. So, really appreciate it, guys. Definitely very uh, competitive this season. But right now, first in point, Trevor Sports ninety eight. Uh, followed by 48 Nation Toyota Tough UGR2, and finally rounded out the top five is 24 for Life. But uh, some other notables: Daniel Daniel Baldwin is uh, P12, so hey, he's starting with the top ten. And I my gotta, mom's P16, I, not bad,
4: not bad. I got to do good somewhere, and it sure ain't in our pick yeah. points. <laughs>
0: and then Dan, and then uh, Claudia is in uh, 21st, and then I am all the way down in 46. But on the first page, so that's all I care about at this point. But yeah.
4: So, getting into the pick points outside of our fantasy league, our pick points, we have Eric still the points leader, two hundred fifty points. Chat, you are minus ten in second. Darian is minus twenty nine. I have gotten a little bit more comfortable in fourth, minus fifty two. I'm kind of, I'm kind of working my way back up the stairs a little bit. And Jarrett is passed out on the basement uh, couch asleep, and minus sixty four in fifth. Damn. Well, you <sighs> want to I feel like I haven't gotten last year. I
2: feel like yeah. I haven't done anything since I picked Chastain at I think Talladega. So, I, get, I don't I, know what the rest I, of you all think I've
4: I I've had the best few weeks cuz I've managed to climb out of the 60s and close to getting out of the 50s now. So, here's,
1: mm. here's the thing. My picks always have the fastest cars every week and then something happens. This happened mm. to every single race this weekend. My car, my my pick was in the top three and something happened to them.
0: See, I'm starting to slip back a little bit. I mean, yeah, minus 29 is not too far back compared to Jared and Danny, but hey, we got to get something going. I I, want to catch my car.
4: I realized what happened with me last week. Y'all kind of laughed about the main of me picking Bowman, but he was the best of the four Hendrick cars and we all picked four Hendrick drivers. So that really saved me, actually.
0: Yeah, Byron freaking DNF. So that's great. Byron. Yeah, Byron. Byron. Byron.
2: Yeah, so we'll see how it goes this week.
4: But, so yeah, let's, let's get into it. Let's get into the truck series picks. Eric, you got to start us off, man. I'm
2: not gonna overthink this one. I'll go Chandler Smith. I know Kyle Bush said over the radio last week that KBM sucks, but I have faith in Chandler Smith.
1: What does he know? Um, <laughs> yeah, his name's
2: just on the on the team. Right. On,
1: on what the a building. coincidence!
2: But for those for those
0: asking him to move up to the uh, the Cup series, no. Never, <laughs> he will never be a Cup Series owner. <laughs> Let's just play it that way. But um, all right, look, he's he's had you know good runs here and there and stuff. I feel like this has got to be the weekend he gets his first win, right? Carson Holzivar, congrats. Hopefully, he gets his uh, first career win this weekend. If not, then I would have jinxed him for the tenth time this year.
4: I think I am going to go with a guy who. Years ago at this track Had a very controversial race Probably one of his most controversial races ever But I feel like it's time for him to come back a little bit I'm going to go Matt Crafton actually this weekend
1: mm. Well, I'm going to be going the same way as Darian I'm going to go Carson Hosovar I feel like sooner or later he's got a break And he has the speed to do it Alright, so Chad Who y'all picking? Oh, uh, it looks like,
0: mm, mm, looks like seeing uh, a
4: lot of Zane Smith so far Yeah I am seeing a fair amount of forty-two, but I'm seeing a little bit more for the four. For the sorry, for the 38
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm starting to see that too. I see one for the four, but I mean, I see a couple I, of fours. I, I, I'm but... seeing
4: a good amount for four. I, I, I do see Raja Kareev getting a good notable one there, but
0: yeah. Uh, so should we maybe do a poll for this, or yeah, I'm gonna What's say the...
4: I'm gonna say a poll between the four, the 42, and the thirty-eight.
0: And yeah, those three numbers. All right. So while we get that pulled down, should we start the uh
2: Xfinity series picks?
0: Yeah, who's uh,
1: gonna win at Portland?
2: Yes, Eric. Who's gonna win at Portland? We start, start. he's gonna be a busy guy. I know he's not going back and forth. He's got um uh Ben Rhodes filling in for him over at Gateway on Saturday at least.
4: But I'm gonna go AJ Almadinger. I think he wins at Portland. 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 Hey, I just got to say, this, uh, it's funny, I see uh, Dennis Liver said Tia Norflate just be a joke, but actually, <laughs> this is the site for mm-hmm. dad's only start.
0: Yep, yep, and he was way off the pace, too. <laughs> way off the pace. <laughs> All right, so for the who's going to win at Portland segment of the picks, um, you know, I was contemplating between, you know, the usual suspects, AJ Almond and then obviously Junior Motorsports is running phenomenal. It seems like a, uh, anywhere yeah. they run, they're it awesome. It's hard to pick against too, them. So... I, I'm gonna be honest. I it seems like yeah, like to your point, it's really hard to pick against them right now. So I'm gonna go with Justin Allgaier pulling out the victory on a road course.
4: And I am gonna go with Ty Gibbs getting back to normal.
1: Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna go with Eric on this one. AJ Almendinger is statistically on fire road courses right now first or second is basically where he's been finishing in every single one of them for the last year and a half um and a brand new one i, I see him getting there quicker that seems to agree with us yeah yeah, yeah the g- 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 give them
4: almond linger and for the truck series go ahead and give them zane smith
2: yeah
0: righty okay. Alright.
4: So to the cup picks to the cup picks and you know eric will get to start hit- we will going to start here, but I just got to say, I mean, this is a tough one because not a lot of these guys have any experience at Gateway unless they were part of those uh, nationwide races back years ago. Or, or truck races. Or truck races. Um, obviously, Brad Kozlowski remembers this place really well.
2: Yes. Uh, I'd, I'm i going with a Penske car, though. I'm going to go with Austin cindric struggling. Um, I don't know. I just – yeah, I, he – hadn't been running that well. Then he's had a couple of good weeks. Then last week he was running ninth when he blew a tire or spun out, whatever happened um, at Charlotte, just kind of bumped for him. So I, I feel like he's going to kind of regress this weekend. I'm going to go with Eric Amarola. I feel like they're,
0: they've been on the uh, downward swing of um, a few races here. So he's only like, you know, eight below the, uh, uh, the cut line now, but yeah, it might be a little more this weekend. So Um, Not Austin
1: Cedric. No, Eric Amarola. Maybe maybe he needs to run over to his teammate who's been a little faster recently get some of that chicken cock. (laughs) Eric (laughs) stays. Went out of our way. Yeah, it went way out
4: of it. I'm going to go for my suck pick, Brad Kozlowski. And the irony of this place is that when I think of Brad Kozlowski in Gateway, I think of him being wrecked by a Roush car. And his
0: late father saying he ain't going to
1: kill my boy. Yep. <laughs> Classic. I'm also with Eric on this one. I'm going to Austin Sindrick. I think that uh, right now this is going to be kind of a technical race. The team's going to have to be on it. And right now that two-team with the driver that's brand new in the Cup Series, I, I just think this is a place that they'd probably struggle.
0: I think the chat's going with the Stuart Haas driver, whether it's the 4, 10, or 41. That's what it looks like. Should we give them their
1: use? the 41 <laughs> yeah,
4: you guys can have Custer. Yeah,
1: Custer yeah the thing
0: is Custer actually ran pretty good last week you know, mm-hmm. up until the end you know,
4: Yeah. Right. so moving on who is going to be the underdog Eric so I know we just dunked on SHR a little bit but I'm going
2: to give SHR fans a <laughs> glimmer of hope Eric Almarola. think about his last win Uh, probably the most dominant win of his career if we don't count that one talladega race for all of shr was dominant was at a flat oval new hampshire last year one mile long this is one and a quarter mile i mean flat oval a little different shape and everything some of the similarities kind of end there but there's enough similarities that i believe Almirola could be a legit top five threat this weekend
0: i'm gonna go with brad Kozlowski. he's had you know experiences here in the past good and very bad as well as we saw in 2010 with carl edwards but um, I feel like um, he can uh, maybe scrounge together a uh, top
4: ten run, um, Craig Uh I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick for my underdog pick for this one.
1: As for me, I'm also going to be in the Stewart Haas tree, but I'm going to be on a different branch because I'm going with Chase Briscoe. I think that uh, I think he'll run pretty well this weekend.
2: Hmm.
1: And Chet, who is your underdog pick?
2: Sticky Renhouse. I've never Sticky seen that one before. Todd Gilligan. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. Swaz. Come, come on, y'all. What is happening in the chat? There, yeah, there he is. There Busher. Is. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Damn <laughs> oh. I wish you're getting numbers right.
0: Yeah. Oh,
4: jeez.
2: Oh, yeah. Parker Klickerman
0: is in the 15 this weekend. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you can pick him. I'm
4: saying more for Stenhouse, in all honesty, so.
0: All right, let's give him that. I like Stenhouse. It's a fun pick. We'll give him Stenhouse. Okay, and now we are at that part in the show. Who's going to win? Who's going to win the inaugural
2: race at Gabriel? Christopher Bell. We've been talking good about him tonight, especially Danny's been talking good about him tonight. Um, But, no, you're right. See, Bell's been on an upward swing, upward trajectory the last few weeks. He's been great at qualifying this year, often starts up front. I think he stays there and wins at Gateway this weekend.
0: This guy's won here in the past. He's ran pretty good here. He's even dominated some races in the lower series here as well. You know, not just win them, dominate them. Um, After this win, he will officially have the, uh, the points lead all to himself, the playoff points lead at least. Ross Chastain wins the inaugural Cup Series race at Gateway.
4: I knew he would do this because he gets the first pick, but, yeah, I've been talking good about Christopher Bell because much. Of the, I'm sorry. this track is a lot like New Hampshire. I think it's the closest track to this is going to be New Hampshire, uh, and I think this could be where we see Christopher Bell go get a win this weekend.
1: Well, I am with Darian on this one. I'm going Ross Chastain to win as Darian would we'll put it at Gateway.
0: You, oh, is that? You, no. You did,
4: you, did, you did say Gate Ray. I, I didn't want to point that out, though. Gate Ray. Gate Ray. Ray.
0: Gateway. Gate we're, we're, we're
4: here at Gatorade Speedway. <laughs>
0: Gate Ray Speedway.
4: Oh. All right. Who is the chat got?
0: They're kind of all over the place. Yeah. I see Chastain. I see, I see, more I see ch- oh.
4: Chastain. I see Kyle Bush.
0: I'm starting to see more Chastains now, though. A few more. Harvix.
4: There's a Racing Redemption so I know that's Chastain.
0: <laughs> I see a har- a couple of Harvix too. I'm surprised by that. Huh?
4: I'm going to give him Chastain.
0: Okay. Huh. Chastain is. So three Chastain picks and two Christopher Bell picks.
4: <laughs> Yeah, not expect us to be. I, I expected a lot more, like all over the place. For yeah, the picks.
0: that's that's what it's been like for the most part this season. But so yeah, I guess
4: that of- means that probably none of our picks are going to be close to winning. Yeah, we <laughs> cast a
2: very wide net this week. Yeah, we'll see. So we'll see what happens.
4: with that, let's move on to the final round of the super chats. Let's go pick up where we left off. Love okay. it. We last uh, read our super chat from Mister Twisted Nipples. So.
2: Glad you said his name again. Thank you. Thank you. you. I <laughs> mean, appreciate it.
4: I mean, I had to know where to go back to, so. You didn't have to read it out loud, but we appreciate it. <laughs> all of was thankful for it. We, we all appreciate, it. appreciate that. Okay. Before. Yes. Listen, Eric. Mr. Twisted. We'll just call him that. <laughs> Mr.
1: Twist. He Mr. Pa- Twisted. He is a he
4: is a a paying supporter of NWP. Okay, so we're going to read his name.
1: <laughs> Mr. Twisted.
4: Middle, so
1: pain. Fair enough. Bum, 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 bum.
4: Okay, I'm going to get us off that one now. Irvin Alvarado coming up nine nine nine. Appreciate that. I'm glad I was in Charlotte and with Next Gen in person with the race. It passed my own eye test of multiple groove, close and hard racing. I got my money's worth, but that flipping person looked slow to me. He says.
0: Oh yeah, it looked slow on TV.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone was worried about him when that flip happened. It was just still more like that shock of it happening mm-hmm. in Charlotte. Brandon Corlett coming in of 999. No comment here. Just a donation. Appreciate that, Brandon. Clone Squadron Racing coming in at $5. Appreciate that. I can feel his presence. So close. So close. I can see him. In my mind's eye. Kenobi. 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 <laughs> if you have not been uh, following the Kenobi series, I recommend it. It comes out on Wednesdays just like we do. Jay Kreider 175 appreciate the $10 donation. Why do you guys think Ford is struggling so bad? They look faster, but still far behind the other two. Mm,
0: not I sure. Know. I mean, like, um, are they in a similar situation Toyota was at the start of the season, where it's like they're starting to lose some, some speed?
2: Or I mean, I go back to, I got to dig back into the story and the offseason, the very beginning of the year when NASCAR made them change the front nose because they mm-hmm. found they were too fast yeah. i wonder if they went they accidentally took forward to her up here and now move them a little like yeah like if they accidentally like i, I just don't know how do you quantify the gains they were making because
0: of right.
4: the
2: arrow advantage they
4: said i guess made?
2: i guess maybe in, in those tests they were so consistently up front they were like nope nope i just <laughs> yeah, look at something. like shr has been struggling since last mm-hmm. year and, la- and in 2021 it was like oh why are we struggling it's because of like you know were, we're getting like, ready for the next gen yeah we're then, getting ready for the next like, gen there's like no new parts are being developed and we're behind or something or nascar changed this and it's like okay but now it's a whole new car and you're still a little behind mm. I, that now i just don't know i don't know where the issue really is I'm not sure yeah
4: j crowder 175 coming up another two dollars appreciate that predictions on who takes over to 10 car ryan priest for me
2: ryan priest i say
4: ryan priest jam bush whoa <laughs>
2: Karsten Hostvar. Now, I think I think it'll be a uh, priest or uh, I heard some rumbles. I think it was Corey LeJoyce rumbling that it might be a uh, John Herny There's a possibility. Isn't Cory Isn't he like kind of wrong sometimes on some? Oh, of he, he, he whispers <laughs> about a lot of things. He's right about <laughs> some, but he's okay. he's certainly wrong about others. And this I, one, this one's out there. I just think I think John Herny people are looking for a cup opportunity. Mm-hmm. He's done well enough in trucks that a cup team might list. Oh, he, he deserves
0: there. it, and there's no need for him to race full time and Xfinity. I mean, he's raced part time. No, yeah. He could go
2: straight to cup and mm-hmm. with a decent team and be okay i think
4: jam plays games appreciate the dollar 99 all hail cole custer and may his chicken eggplant bless us all does
2: it actually say is it an emoji what, it's, it, it, the it,
4: em- it, it, it's the emoji chicken eggplant uh, <laughs> very, very creative we love our
2: viewers thank you
4: Napa racing fan nine twenty seven appreciate the two dollars MVP of the Coca Cola six hundred Cliff Daniels yeah that's pretty oh, fair. Yeah,
0: fair that was like one of the yep. greatest motivational crew chief speeches I've ever heard
4: <laughs> yep our good friend Hot Piss coming out of $1.99. appreciate that what about three Charlotte races one being the Roval
1: no no nothing, no no track committed no. Committed.
2: no only if Dude. only if it's ones replacing Texas yes unless it's and like that's the
0: greatest for me. I have Texas on my sleeve. <laughs> you don't have Texas Speedway on your sleeve, though. You this no, state God. of Texas is cool. Texas Speedway. I deserves mean, to be
4: if exploring. if you lose a Texas date you still have Coda. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Ty bans the Bowman fan. Appreciate the ten dollars there, Mr. Fellow Bowman fan. Every time Bowman gets a top ten, I'll super chat ten big ones. Hey. Oh. Uh, he's, he's off to a good start man so that might be maybe quite a few ten dollars yeah, yeah but we appreciate that i appreciate the donation to the show and the channel nova stone 12 coming at two dollars appreciate that in my opinion if on pit road zero clock dnf and garage no return huh
2: what <laughs> talking, i mean I'm talking about the damaged
4: vehicle capacity. Oh. oh okay, okay.
2: Okay, okay. Sorry, it was
0: confusing.
4: Yeah, I think it's just the way it was worded. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, I read this one earlier from Stephen D., $5. Appreciate that. And again, it went back into uh, talking about the, my driver didn't win, therefore it's a bad race. Um, Yeah, we kind of already discussed that a little bit. Mm Sly Supersonic coming in with the seven dollars and forty-two cents. Very specific, but appreciate that. What's up, my fantastic? Four? twenty twenty-two, is the first time in my time as a motorsports fan when the Coke Six Hundred was actually better than the Indy Five Hundred. Amazing! Yeah, we talked about that a little bit early on. I think we all first kind of time for everything. We all kind of agreed it was like that. So appreciate that. Nova Stone 12 coming in again with another $5. Appreciate that. After my driver was taken out, I watched game seven and the race was still on after it was over and it started hours before. Personally, I like long races.
2: I like them when they're good. Yeah. When they're good. They're they're really that good. When, when, when when they are good. Like they have to be really, not just kind of really good. Really good. Yes.
4: That's, that's it takes
0: like Eric, Eric, how good, how good, how good, good? really Really good, really good. (laughs)
4: Ty Band's a Bowman fan coming up another five dollars. Appreciate that, Ty. What's your guys' final four after halfway and who you have winning Ooh. If you gotta put me on the spot like that, I will say Chastain, Byron, uh maybe Bowman. I, I don't really know, honestly. I, I'm, I, 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 I'll, <laughs> I just love how I, he slept in. Maybe. Uh, I, 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 I mean, he's got, he's got a lot of top 10s, best That's best average finish, so I don't yeah. know. I really don't yeah. know. R- really, Byron and uh, Chastain is the only two I feel really good about. I feel like Chastain's my personal pick to win a championship.
2: Who is yours, Eric? Chastain, Larson, Kyle Busch. I don't know if I'm off the Byron bandwagon just yet, but I'll keep him in there for now. Okay, I'll put
0: Chastain, Kyle Busch, um, Joey Logano, Kyle Larson.
1: Chastain, Larson, Elliot, Blaney. Okay.
2: Blaney? All yeah,
1: right. he's, he's been close. He's been <laughs> close, there. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Remember we had the same conversation last year, and then he rallied off two or three. In yeah, hey, let us not. For- let us not
4: forget that the winner wasn't
1: of- in the next gen cart last year. Le- <laughs> le- Let us n-
4: let us not for- let us not forget that the winner of the all star race the last two years has won a championship.
2: gosh shit! Uh, <laughs> Daddy <laughs> coming in clutch. Danny with the super stats. Ugh. The stats.
4: All right uh braven coming in at five dollars appreciate that the upcoming new tv deal might favor espn and nbc because they have streaming services that could broadcast the races commercial free it's still gonna have commercials it's still gonna have commercials well
0: yeah maybe not as much as like five but yeah there will still be commercials every now
4: and then yeah because I, I still watch all my tennessee balls games on espn mm-hmm. There's are still commercials so don't don't think that jay booker coming in at five dollars appreciate that Eric looked like he didn't have a clue what he was supposed to say during the new poll record shout.
2: It's been so long. I didn't. know, know. him.
4: Uh, J.S. Sky coming in at five dollars. Appreciate that. Twenty twenty. Uh, <laughs> just making sure. Are we still live?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I we're I know. Oh, we're good.
4: <laughs> okay. Sorry. But I just got a random message that said OBS like disconnected and reconnected successfully. So I just want to make sure. Yeah. Nice. All right. Kevin Stallman, come Hopefully in. Hopefully, they missed my busher
2: joke. That was kind of
4: tasteless. Oh.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, you already admitted it to it, so they're gonna go back and watch it now. So, yeah. Kevin, Kevin Stallman, come in with five dollars. Appreciate that. My opinion still stands. Chase Elliott should win the regular season, as Denny Hamlin should remain having finishes outside of top ten. Okay. But, yeah. Okay
2: at mm-hmm. he, least got a pretty big points lead i think is mm-hmm. blaney's still second he's like 40 or 50 back like ellie's been so consistent yeah he's been consistent
4: austin carper coming in at 499 any of y'all going to gateway this week and if so are y'all doing a meetup if there is a tweet up you can you you can always catch me at a tweet up if so bob and yeah. them are having a tweet up i will always be at a tweet up
0: uh me and eric aren't gone but Jarrett and danny are
4: Yes, we will be there giving you guys coverage, so stay tuned to my YouTube channel. Uh, if you guys remember Atlanta and Bristol gave you all good coverage of the tracks, we're doing that for Gateway this weekend.
2: Did they really not hear my busher joke? It wasn't that bad. I just joked that you said that every uh, the races that bushers flipped have been really chaotic or whatever, and so I said, oh, he's got to take one for the team. I, I, you guys uh-oh. didn't hear that? Well, if you didn't, you heard it now. <laughs>
4: Jar Jar Banks coming up another dollar nine. I appreciate that. Mesa want USA to stop summarizing Mesa super chats. EE. That could be anyone. <laughs> could be. I, it could be Edgar Edmonton. I I won't say his name, but my boss's initials are EE. So. Oh. his fault.
1: Ellis Elliot. <laughs>
4: Eric has confirmed my boss. Okay. Yeah, Eric, you <laughs> Jar Jar Banks coming in again. Get back to work. <laughs> Jar Jar Banks coming in again for another ninety nine. Mesa wants Second Michigan instead of Desa Chicago. Ooh, Jarrett, what do you think? You like both those tracks?
1: Dude, Michigan's been trash for a long yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> Bring Chicagoland um, back for a good send off. We'll see how it is at the next gen.
4: Yeah, that, 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 <laughs> that'll be interesting. What are you laughing at so much?
2: I saw that, you, Eric. You see that comment? Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that's funny. That's so funny. <laughs> I don't really get it, but I like it. I saw
0: it. I love Yaga.
4: Okay. Right. Groovy Goose come in with $1.99. Appreciate that. When is the NWP booth race? And Spin the UFO was a request by him.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah He's secondly spinning
2: it. So. Yeah, throw oh. it like a frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <So true. laughs>
4: All right, let me. Uh, I gotta re- refresh it again because it only went so far. Uh, gro- Groovy Goose came in with another Don Nine Nine. Appreciate that. Favorite Kenny Wallace moment. Mine is. Oh no! What? <laughs> that's what he's like i don't know oh yeah oh Those okay right. and then also I gotta sp- refresh my kenny wallace memories and, and then also spin a ufo again <laughs>
2: jared was right though his youtube rants the few i've seen they are something to be heard. they're 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 yeah. hilarious they're
1: interesting man. he's got dude's got the dark brown hair he's got the dress robe on coffee it's it's an aesthetic mm-hmm. man he's always gonna have the coffee bro
4: I, i'd be interested to see how he would be as a guest on the show sometime. It would just all be about getting in touch with his folks.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd be sure to wear all my Cubs stuff. He is his
4: folks. <laughs> Napa Racing Fan 927 coming in again for another $2. Bushers flipped look like NASCAR 21 Ignition.
0: Physics. Physics. <laughs> physics. Physics. <laughs> physics.
4: Antar Dos coming in again with another four ninety nine. Appreciate that. I can't believe it's June already. Also, Darian, mm-hmm. I blame you for the Dixon curse this year. Oh, Gateway should be fun. Aw oh, man,
0: mm-hmm. it's not real, bro. It's not real. Mm-hmm. Is IndyCar car I mean, your jinxes?
1: I guess. I guess everything. Dude, is I was, in on the, I same was the one jinxing Indy the other day. Mm-hmm.
0: D- yeah,
4: D- Darian, we are going to go to our local. Uh, Highland Rim Speedway, and you will tweet about some random driver you see in a race, and something will happen. I swear it will.
0: Get hit, Probably. Get hit by a meteor. Yeah, something Something will happen. It's like,
4: whoa, wow, <laughs> nothing can stop this guy now. He's four laps and a meteor hit him. Boom!
0: Gets crushed.
4: <laughs> and and then that's it for the Super Chats, but I did see there were some member messages. We have Philip Philip Richards, he's been a member for 12 months, coming in and saying, Chris Babeheart is his comment, so... I guess he's a big Chris Gabehart fan. Okay. <laughs> Hot Yeah. Hot Piss, a member for eight months. Appreciate the membership. Sad the twelve crash, but wow, what a race.
0: hmm
4: Spencer fifty four seventy eight, a member for twelve months of the Danby Superfans. First time to St. Louis and Portland, but not for trucks. Uh-huh.
2: Oh. So, yeah trucks have been there yeah, yeah. yeah. i thought it was interesting this is the first time that gateway has been sold out though they've hosted any car races truck races
1: and they've never no, sold out. they
0: wanted the cup race yeah. like it.
1: it looks like they've reduced capacity because when i looked, there oh, yeah. it was okay. like eighty one thousand was how much they used to hold there's 87 yeah that, or that, I mean, that makes that sense.
2: was way too much yeah <laughs>
0: no, they
1: oh,
2: got but
0: still
1: I, like I, that was I, like close I'm, to sixty
2: thousand this weekend like i will uh, say
4: uh worldwide technology raceway and people at gateway they've done a good job of obviously focusing focusing on the St. Louis market but they've also focused on markets like Nashville cuz i've seen mm-hmm. I, I remember last year for the IndyCar race i saw a lot of marketing for that to people in Nashville cuz they wanted to bring in that appeal of more IndyCar racing if you enjoyed the Music City Grand Prix to come watch it at Gateway so they've also focused on markets like here in Nashville as well uh, then we got blue jimmy 48 fan good to see you he's been a member for 13 months And he says, great show. By the way, Brooks Burger is an inside joke. LOL. I'm sure it is. I don't get the joke, but I'm glad that everyone has enjoyed Mm -hmm. Brooks Burgers. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, a $5 super check come in from Andrew Meyer. Fun fact. The most recent Google Maps satellite imagery of Darlington was taken during the 2021 Goodyear 400. You can see cars on a caution lap. And also, also, if you go look at... Uh, your Apple, if you have an iPhone, if you look at the Apple maps of Bristol Motor Speedway, it is in the middle of the Truck Series Dirt Race in 2021.
0: Interesting. That's so cool.
4: That's pretty interesting how they have some racetracks with actual racing going on. I like mm-hmm. that. Nice. But that'll do it for us tonight. We've had a good audience here tonight, a very generous donation. So we appreciate your generosity to the show to keep us doing this. And uh, we will see you all next week. Uh, we will be over on Darian's channel. Let's Black Flags Matter. If you are not subscribed to Darian, make sure you are subscribed. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Jarrett, as we mentioned, we will be uh, at the Trek Gateway this weekend. Uh, if you see either of us, make sure you say hello to us and okay. stay tuned to the channel. I will have some good coverage coming up this weekend here on Dainabee Talks. And uh, anything else that we need to say before we get off here? Uh no. Yes, good good luck. Yep. You guys yes, have a uh, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> on account of three, let's all do that. Three, right. two, one. Yes, yes, yes good word. Word. Hi, Chris. What <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah. But anyways,
0: What's you guys have.
4: What's cameraman doing? With
0: that? Anyways, you guys have a spectacular time covering Gateway, and then me and Eric will enjoy covering the race at home. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, do we have Dell call, or are we just getting out of here? Yeah,
0: Vroom, vroom. I love how it's like it's Eric's responsibility now. It's funny how did like this it. happen? I am. Hey, you <laughs> have
4: it. So. Lift, been in the lift, listen, Eric, you signed up for the job when you started this, okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I love that it worked. Okay, see you. Bye.
1: Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> very great. great. Great job. Yeah! This guy! Thank you! Whoa. Hell yeah! Yahoo. Great job! Oh, man! Fuck <laughs> Now we got a crash! Car spinning left and right! Buddy, let her rip! Rain like hell baby! Come on! Oh my god! guys. Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! You guys are the best! Yes! Yes!
4: Yes! yes. Oh what a year!